25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. We are at Camp Hask Experience Day. I am with Miriam L. Wallach. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, Nachum. And until a moment ago, the story, the headline was going to be the weather. It's freezing. And then about 60 seconds ago, the headline became, boy, camp carnivals have come a long way, it's haven't they? It's a schmoil. <laughs> no, not that. Oh. Yeah, camp, I don't know. I'm not camp, exactly sure what's going on here. Camp carnivals have come a long way, to say the least. And yeah. now, instead, do you remember what a camp carnival traditionally was? Yeah, the kids. Did right, it. the bunks would set up, you know, ridiculous games and, and try to convince other bugs to play those games. And yeah. there were some valuable, quote unquote, prizes Every, available. Everybody won a goldfish. Toward the end of everybody the night, won right? A now, you want to put together a cab carnival, you go all out. You make sure you have trucks and trucks of deliveries coming in and people setting up these rides and inflatables and special gifts for the kids. I mean, this is totally different. I can't exactly tell you what's happening or what's going to happen with everything on this truck, but it's going to be Labor Day. And I'm just happy you and I are not responsible for it because it would not be set up in one day. Well, that's quite obvious. Yeah, but, but uh, there's a first, key, first aid kit inside this truck, which is actually very reassuring. The thing that we are responsible for, thank God, is set up already, yes. and that's our radio broadcast. Those of you who are listening now, it's Monday morning, JM in the AM, and we're actually here at Camp Hask on Sunday Experience Day. And, uh, and there'll be a big concert coming up, and a lot of people who listen mm-hmm. to this show are familiar already with what Hask Experience Day is all about. Right. Members of the Pillar Society are going to be here. Those are the ones who literally are financial pillars of Camp Hask. They'll be here later on uh, during the day to enjoy what looks like a beautiful reception being set up, set up to our right. And, uh, and we here at the Nahum Single Network and JMN, we're essentially invited to two, and I'm proud to say this, two major events every year having to do with Hask. One is uh, one uh, that has a lot to do with Jewish music, a time for music. Uh, where's Ori Butler to tell us what number we're up to? Oh, my God. Is it 37? We can't do Ori Butler yet. We've only right. been on the air for six is it, minutes. Is it 37? I'm 30? not. We're, I, did, so that concert's Uri coming Butler up. Ori Butler is hour two. That concert's coming up, please God, in January. But then during the summer, yep. and I know that it may not feel exactly like summer right now. It's a schmoil. But uh, during the summer... We have this unique event, which yes. again has a centerpiece of Jewish music with a beautiful concert coming up. But we get to report from what's essentially, even though it's not an official visiting day, it's essentially it's come and see Camp Hask in its glory and as it goes through a typical day here in Parksville, New York. Well, I think that it's really considered visiting day for the staff. Right. So the staff parents and the staff family members and siblings and whatever can come and see what it's all about because unless you see it, you don't get it. I mean, yes, it is the happiest it is the happiest place on earth. That is for sure. It's always dubbed that way. Crazy things happen at Camp Pass. They make things happen at Camp Pass the way other camps do not. And it's not a criticism. It's just that life in Hask is different. So it's exciting to be here for sure. And I'm only joking about the fact that it's a schmoil, it's gorgeous, it's this, it's that. Because you had said to me last week before Tishabov. You said, classic, hottest day of the year is going to be Tisha B'Av. And it was, and in, it at was, least in this area. Right, then Friday Shabbos, and then, of course, by Sunday morning for Experience Day, the weather's going to be perfect, everything's going to be perfect, because that's what happens at Experience Day. And I would say, except for the fact that they gifted us fleeces, because it's, we got up here. Stacy is, like, bundled over here, ready to set something on fire just to warm her toes. But that's fine. But either way, we are, like, we're happy to be here. It's great. Everything is just, everything's good. 
The camp looks great. I know that there are a number of updates that we're going to get, both from Shamil Khan and, of course, from Rev Judah, about improvements in the campus this itself this summer and things to look forward to for the next year. So there's a lot going on here. It's not just, you know, oh, a typical summer in Camp Pass, though I don't think there's ever been a typical summer in Camp Pass. Oh, that's but, probably true. Right, but there's a lot going on. And just to explain, uh, for those in the New York, New Jersey area, you know what kind of weather we've been having over the last week, and certainly Shabbos was uh, challenging in terms of the heat. Then all of a sudden things changed. Uh, late Shabbos, things changed. And now we are in a situation where instead of it being, I don't know, between 90 and 100, we're probably right now, 81. I would guess, no, somewhere somewhere between 55 and 65. No. If we asked Ravavi Pollock, he would probably say it's about 60 degrees out right now. That's what I would think. But he's going to give us the exact number. See, now we'll see if I'm right or wrong. And the exact number is, let's see, 58. Oh, my I'm gosh. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's 58 degrees up here Stacey, right now. that's it. Stacy's so, out. That's it. Stacy goes so to this the is, side. It's going to improve as the day goes on, and obviously we joke that the weather's always perfect for experience day and right. the way it always is. Those of you out there who um, who have not yet... degrees in July. That's crazy. Well, yeah. What is it, July? Well, today for us is the 30th. No, you know, I mean, yes. But you know what happens. I mean, in August, in general, in August yes. in camp in general, yeah. you, know, you get those nights where it's, you know, 35, 45, 50. I, I mean, know, good times. Yeah, I and mean, you get the, the August nights can be very challenging. I'll never forget that when we were in camp, the, um, you know, we, we'd pack away, like the last night of camp, who wants to bother with the blankets? Wow. And we'd pack away the blankets for the last night. And of course, that was the, the coldest freezing. night of the entire season. I remember so. one summer, I don't remember, everything was packed or I was out of socks. I don't even remember. Either way, my feet were freezing. I had to beg a, a co-camper for a for a pair of socks because I didn't have one pair of socks and it was freezing. The co-camper is smart fall. enough to uh, to make sure they had a pair of socks for the last night of camp. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like good that. times. Good times. Good now, times. Now, this campus has changed the drop since you were a staff member. Uh, you were a staff member just a couple of years ago. That is very nice of you to put it that but way. It God has, bless you. It has changed quite a bit. A bit. Um, it is now, I mean, my gosh, when they, when they show us these uh, these renderings of what some of the newer buildings are oh. either looking like right now or are going to look like, boy, oh, boy. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> people find it hard to believe that this camp is in the Catskills. Mm. They're, they're going to think it's in, su in some very beautiful, uh, well, Chalet. this is beautiful. Yeah, exactly, in some area like that because they go all out to make right. sure every little detail is taken care of. When it comes to caring for campers in challenging situations, you need a lot. You need space. You need proper beds, proper bathrooms, proper shower facilities, obviously a medical center that's ready to respond when, when multiple people are in need. I mean, you're talking about an operation that's pretty vast, and you felt that when you were here. Imagine what it's like today. Of I mean, of course, and Rev. Judah actually put it to me a couple of minutes ago as Covada Brios. Right. Wow. And so there's a way to treat your your fellow man and there's a way to treat every living being on God's planet. And certainly with the new adjustments that are being made here in camp, they are taking that. I mean, they've take they always take that so seriously, of course, and for good reason. But they're making sure that that no expense is spared and that everyone's summer is, is exactly as great as it could be and that everyone's treated with the proper amounts of respect. The truth of the matter is, Nahum, is that this is our second camp show, so to speak, this summer. And both camps, obviously I'm referring to Camp Marasha, which was not a jam in the AM, but was still a Nahum Siegel broadcast right. of sorts. Um, but we, we are, we've toured two campuses 
both of whom have had tremendous improvements and continue to improve, but really stay true to who they are. So while I agree with you, yeah, this doesn't look like the camp ask of whatever year I possibly was here, but I will say that that same feeling is here. They've never lost that feeling. They've never lost that feeling that the campers are the most important, that they want to make sure the campers are having the best summer ever. The, the, the staff is supported now in a way that they weren't in my day, that is for sure. But there is just this common feeling like the campers are the most important people on earth, and, and that shows. Do you remember when uh, we were here during a uh, winter storm? I sure do. Do you remember that? I sure do. I was actually thinking about it on my way up here. There must have been, I guess, about a foot of snow on the ground, a half a foot, I think, No, I think more than that. More than that. Well. Yeah, but on the other hand, I didn't realize it was 58 degrees here, so <laughs> my perspective <laughs> might be completely off. But it was, seeing camp in snow was fascinating, but it was stunning. It was, There was something completely, listen, I love snow in general, but the pristine nature of the way camp looked Covered in snow, just, I don't know. But the dichotomy, because you just referred a moment ago to the energy that's still here, the vibe Mm -hmm. that's still here, the love that's still on this campus. And we, of course, saw an isolated, uh, you know, pretty quiet, pristine, as you described it, place in the dead of winter. Here during the summer, it just comes to life. It's amazing uh, just what kind of spirit there is here in Parksville, New York. And today we're experiencing the happiest place on earth with people like Joey Newcomb and Baruch Levine and Mendy Ward. Jamaishi Auslander. They're all going to be part of this major concert today on Sunday. And the exciting carnival is going to be happening all day long. Plus, the Pillar Society is going to be enjoying their reception as they invite guests up uh, who have been great supporters of Camp Has. The Pillars, by the way, the society, has gone over 500 people wow. at the rate of $1,000 per year. So wow. that's pretty amazing. We'll talk more about that coming up. And anybody who wants information, pillars.camphask.org, Pillars org. So it's a full day here. Now, we have a full schedule of guests, yes, don't indeed. we? We have yes, a lot indeed. of people who are going to be joining us. Some people that have been with us before mm-hmm. and will be very familiar to this audience. After all, it's already 2023, which is hard to believe. <laughs> when uh, was our first show here? I don't remember the first show here. I can tell you that my first concert that I did with Hask, uh, that I, uh, the first time I ever appeared on the Hask stage was in 1989. It's a long time ago. Nahum. And the first time that I ever... When em- you were four? Correct. You're and, welcome. And the first time that I ever emceed alone... I don't w- get a thank you for that. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. The last time I ever emceed as, uh, as the exclusive MC of the event, if I'm not mistaken, was in 1993. Uh, if I'm not, either 92 or 93. So I've been, and so during the winter, we've been with Hask for quite a while. During the summer, yeah. obviously we were here last year. During COVID summer, I'm assuming we were not, right? Nobody was up here during the, uh, except for the day camp. Nobody was up here during the right. summer of 2020. But you have to remind me about the summer of 21. Were we back already with a full experience there? Was the camp summer not ready 21? to open? They may not have been ready to open an experience day in 21. And last year may have been the first experience day after COVID. So we have been with Hask on experience is that, day. Is that true? I, so I'm wondering. Because if it is true. Judah will know. Because if it is true, then we have been with Hask on experience day for quite a stretch of time. Wow. We've been with Hask on experience day at least four or five years in a row. Uh, obviously skipping over those years where there was no experience days. So uh, it, this has been a great tradition. It's wonderful that it happens during the summer and that we are able to get together and feature the work of Camp Hask. I'll tell you another thing. 
<laughs> the medical center that they're building and the brand new bunks that they're building have many, many sponsorship opportunities. This audience has always been very generous. Mm. It was funny. Yehuda Mayer came over to me about an hour ago, and he says, this was very funny. He says, I hope we have another secret announcement today. Now, do you remember what he was referring to? At the Haas concert in January, somebody basically said, if you play a specific song, right, if you can get the artist to play a specific song, uh, then we are going to give a certain amount of money. It was a very, very large donation, obviously. And I made that announcement from the stage, and it was quite a moment. So he comes over to me and he says, I wonder if there'll be an announcement today. I said, I hope so, but I don't know. I can't predict. Then, of course, uh, then of course, um, Arib Judah and I made a commitment that if there is a special announcement, if it takes playing the same song for three hours straight, we'll do it in order to encourage people to give, give, give to Cab Hats. Right. That's not, that's not, you know, beneath us. Of course not. No. You Certainly not. Why Certainly not. We'll totally do that. It's not a problem. It's Sorry. not a problem. And by the way, that goes true. Well, we can't because this is airing Monday. Yeah. So I would say, you know, big shot out there. You want a certain song played on Experience Day, I can't pass. Right now, let us know. But, right. But, but, but. But it's really Monday. But you know what I'll do. What I will do is I will make This is a throwdown, uh, listeners. I will make sure that it, that the amazing Avrami uh-huh. is, is aware of this. We will figure out a way post the Sunday radio recording to make sure it's played during the Monday airing oh, from Hash Experience that's Day. That's a little Avrami magic. Yeah, correct. Okay. So, so Yes, so exactly. So the challenge is out there. If you challenge have a, accepted. If you have a specific something that you need played on this show, just let us know before right. late tonight. Let us know before a late Sunday night, and we'll be more than happy. And if you're listening to this Monday and you want something played during the week in honor of Camp Hask or in honor of a special donation your family is making, we'll make sure to work it in during the week on Jam Dam. That I can guarantee you. Yeah, there. I mean, that goes without saying, but we would like to be able to provide Hask the support that it is looking for in a variety of different ways. Obviously, I don't think anybody can argue at this point that camp is not Camp Haskin specific is not a necessity for the Jewish community. It is. It is. It plays a vital role. It's an important role that's been going on for decades at this point. Yeah, but but something hit me this morning on this very topic, and I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm sure we'll speak about it later with our guests. It's really become an international entity. Oh, well, we're going to find mean, out more yeah, about that, that. Which is a crazy. Spoiler alert. No, we, we always spoiler knew alert. that there were campers coming in from Israel, right. but we didn't know that, re- that, oh, really, okay. that really campers from all around the world. I made one joke about this tent <laughs> taking flight. One joke. <laughs> what, we, what we didn't know is that campers literally from all around the world, not just from Israel, which you know to us is like you know the, the same corridor, so right. to speak. Um, are, are coming to camp and enjoying uh, what Hask has to offer. I'm, in fact, later on, I'm curious if that's extended to staff as well. We'll find out when we speak to the uh, head counselors here. Right. Well, we know that. Jam, right. Well, we know that there's a major Israeli contingent, but again, that that's one, as you mentioned, one corridor. That's one group at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We're used to that. In a lot of situations, right. we're used to the fact that you know, New York, New Jersey, and Israel are going to be part of programming that you know that goes on Correct. for the Jewish community. Uh, the question is, you know, to what extent now has it grown even more? You know, is it in the rest of the United States and Canada? Are there are there kids coming from from literally other foreign countries than Israel to be at Camp Hask? And we'll find out the answer to that. And uh, it's part of the whole growth here. It's part of the incredible growth that continues each and every year. Uh, and it's pretty remarkable. Canada. And, yeah. We're allowing Canadians in here. 
I would think so. I mean, now that COVID's over, I would guess that there's, you know. I know, but I don't know if you would saw it. They caused our air quality. Are they to blame? That's are they to, because I think they weren't they blaming somebody else. <laughs> They're blaming a lot of people. Everybody's getting but, blamed but except seemed, for you and me, by the way. It seems they were to blame. Yes, a, a little bit. It seems that they were to blame, but the you know you don't have that cough since the air quality problem, do you? No, I've had this cough <laughs> though for it's almost two weeks. All now. right, but nothing to do with Canadians. No, I can't blame Canada. Like for you're this. not resenting our friends to the north because you're suffering Canada. from this cough. No, no, Thank and God. frankly, they've been wonderful neighbors. Those Canadians. I'm just making sure. They've been wonderful. I, mean, I don't want maple the, syrup. I don't hockey. want. I don't want them to affect your health in no, any way. No, no, so. heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. You know that the uh, New York Post during the whole insanity with the air quality had a the, their cover said "Blame Canada," which of course is a nod to a cartoon. I mean, I can't call it a cartoon. It's South Park, where there's a whole song called "Blame Canada." Oh, really? Yeah. So it was a nod. But meanwhile, not everybody got the joke, and they they published the letters. That people wrote about you can't blame Canadian you can't blame oh, the Canadians or whatever people were just oh, like okay God. everybody take a beat everybody take a beat we're not we're not cutting <laughs> off Canada from North America everybody can stay put uh, calm down everybody Baruch Hashem today's New York Times Magazine cover yeah is who to blame COVID on oh Jesus and of course the the conclusion of the first paragraph is that we have no idea. But they, of course, go into the, the three possibilities. Words on it. Yeah, the three possibilities of who to blame for COVID. Whatever. And we'll obviously never, we'll never have an answer. Um, Whatever. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that we make sure that most most of our broadcasts are apolitical. <laughs> One of the funniest parts of that whole article. No, let's keep talking about it, though. Okay. Yeah. No, nothing to do with <laughs> politics. Yeah. One of the funniest parts of the article was that they said that if it really did come from these animals that were in that wet market, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. You, would, you would have needed scientists. In December, standing there taking DNA and blood samples from, from the, the animals in order to find out. And I'm like, okay, we should have given up on this a long time ago, you know? Right. It's a theory, but it's only going to remain a theory. What how can I how about I go out on a limb? Who cares? Well. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I do care to an extent. But do I, you? But I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, okay. What is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple, I ask you? And Camp the an- Hask. The answer is... Camp Hask. The beautiful entrance to Camp Hask. Yeah. Because some incredible company has come in and decorated this place beautifully. I love a good balloon arch. Yeah. I'm a, full, I'm a fan. When the balloon people were here about an hour ago, uh, they, they said, you need anything? I said, yeah, you have any extra balloons? But we didn't luck out with that. Did they find that funny? Well, I, I just thought that, you know. Oh, you're being sincere. Because oh, it's my so, bad. It's, look how beautiful it is. Look it's like when done. the water delivery guys come and I ask them if they want a bottle of water. I don't think they think it's funny either. I'm just wondering, you know. It's all good. It's all good. By the way, we should also just mention. Remember that- the studio opening balloons? Yeah. Those stayed on the street for three weeks, and people were taking pictures of them the entire well, time. Well, hello. There hasn't been that kind of excitement on the Lower East Side in a very long <laughs> Ooh, time. Boy. Hey! Let's hope, let's hope Shuli's not listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so Experience Day officially starts, by the way, at 10 o'clock. Right. It goes till about 2 or 3. That'll be during the show. Correct. Correct. Which has already started the show. That's right. Yes, indeed. Thank and God. then the concert starts at 1 o'clock. Correct. Yes. And that's when Joey Newcomb and... Uh, Baruch Levine and company were all hit the stage. There's nothing like Camp Ask with music. Turn this nothing pl- like Turn it. this place wild, wild with excitement. Turn this beat around. Oh, yes, that's yep. for sure. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Yvonne. I feel like I'm going to be off the air for a couple of weeks. I may as well get it all in now. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, so Camp, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know that everyone knows that like music doesn't stop in Camp Pass. Nine days, no matter what it is, it doesn't stop. This is an unusual situation in which there are certain, I would say, nine days, three weeks, quote unquote, norms that take exception here. You know that uh, we've been here on Experience Day during the three weeks many times. It's been that early? Late? Yeah, we, we, we've had we've had Experience Day here at Camp Ask many times, and we've had a major concert. Yeah. Places, you know, hopping like crazy. But, you know, as we learned again, sorry for referencing COVID so much this morning, but as we learned during COVID from some of our post-skim, music is a very important and therapeutic uh, a piece for a lot of people. And obviously in this camp, it's really a... Uh, right. Right. What's the problem? He you doesn't need, like need, the poles. You need the logo? He doesn't like the poles. You can, air, you can airbrush those, no? Or, or not. All, all, I, all I know is you should be snapping away, photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the problem. Just snap away. It's all good. I want to be in the Hask happening. Just don't take a picture of the lineup. Who's going to guarantee <laughs> Who's gonna guarantee that I'm in Hask happenings this Friday? Oh, my gosh. I think, I think we made it last Friday, if I'm not mistaken. We did? I, I believe so. I think there was a mention of it here. Oh, my gosh. Um, by the way, I don't know if you're checking out. There looks like a merch tables on the left. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you see this. I'm wearing my Hask hat. I've instructed. Do you see how coordinated I am today? Hello. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've, I've asked Stacey Siegel to go and spend a bundle over there. Let's support Camp Hask and get she, some the, stuff that the, we the need. The poor woman is freezing right now. They, maybe they sell a coat. Unless maybe they have a Hask winter coat. Unless they're selling hand warmers. I'm not sure she's moving in order to see what's at that table. There could be a Hask winter coat. Yeah, but we have these nice new fleeces, which I'm pretty sure we're not taking off at all today. Not a chance. It's going to get warmer. It's going to get warmer. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Everything goes perfectly right on Experience Day. I'm ah, not that's, worried. That's an understatement. Check the weather now. See if it got any warmer. Do you know what's <laughs> funny is that there are, I mean, obviously there are plenty of people here that have been here for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and there are people who I, well, we would designate as rookies, first-timers, etc. And I know there are a lot of people in between. But, but, there is a category of people. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of one lady. Okay. And I'm sure you'll figure it out in a second. She walked by here a few minutes ago. You could literally say she's given her life for this cat. Razel. Right. Of course. <laughs> literally. The answer and, to all questions is Razel. And I said to myself, it's so funny. She's been on the show yeah. a million times, mm -hmm. winter and summer. A million times she's been on. And now we're getting to that point where the question is not going to be about cat, but it's literally, but it's literally going to be what it's like to be a lifer. What's it like to have given your life? for a specific institution. So I was thinking about that, how that's going to be my focus with her because now she's in a completely different category than most longtime staff members. It's unbelievable. She and yeah. I were here the same time. That's how long Meaning ago I was here. she started around then? Yeah. Oh, I oh, didn't yeah. realize that. Doctor, well, she was Razel Kindler then. Uh, correct. Right, that's, but I Dr. Did. Razel Yaish has been here forever. I would say that, you know, the fact that her last name is Ka isn't Khan <laughs> is just, I mean, she's here because this is not a family business. She's here because she's loved it every single year. It's an oh, and boy, is she good at it. That's another reason why she's here. Oh, forget it. She's also, she's just genuinely a wonderful person. Yeah, but the, when you're good at something, you enjoy doing it. And that's the, you know, that's the key to everything. Right, 100%. And she's just so good at it. She, by the way, is a person to ask what it was like to not be here during COVID. Yeah. That, oh, good question. 
That's actually a good question. Thank you. Every once in a while, Miriam has a good question. I have to think about exactly how to present that. I wouldn't I like present it. it the way I presented it. I would <laughs> well, do it in a Nachum Siegel <laughs> way. I'm just saying. I wouldn't say that. Of course not. God it's fine. Heaven forbid. It's all good. No, but that, like, for somebody who's used to doing and expects to do this every single summer, what, it's, what is it like to all of a sudden not have it? Yeah. Wow. That must have been really... Look, listen. We can't project. You, you we'll know, hear from you, her later. You know how isolating and downtime uh, and down so many people were yes. during that time. In fact, you'll remember that we made a concerted effort starting Lock Bomber to just get back out and on the road. Correct. We did shows in July and we literally did shows on the road, anywhere and everywhere. And and you could only imagine that those kids who were stuck at home, especially in this situation, who were stuck at home for that summer, must have been so down. And I bet you that that's one of the things she'll say that how bad she felt for you know for the, for the campers, how bad she felt knowing that these hundreds of campers that she knows you know are having life changing experience each, experiences each summer. Uh, you know, we're not having it that time. No, I, I hear that. But, you know, the the uh, speaking to... Right, you want to know from her perspective. Right, but more right. than that, obviously, parents who send their kids to Hask get a six- to seven-week respite that they don't get the rest of the year, obviously. And so they were... They were, I'm going to use the word deprived. Right. They were deprived of that break. Right. Fine. I understand right. that. But then you have the. And they would also say they feel even worse for the kids. Of course. Right. But then you have the staff members who, this isn't something that they just do. This is something they look forward to. They can't wait to come back to Hask. Yeah. They can't wait to come back to camp. So what happens when they can't? Wow, those camps who went at, who were not uh, on during COVID. I knew it was coming. They really did a disservice to their campers and, and the family members, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think we should just criticize them Or all. praise oh, those that didn't okay. cancel camps. <laughs> just a joke. Obviously, we know good, that, that Hask had no choice. We understand that right. tremendously. JM and the AM exactly. on a Monday morning broadcast as we as you are listening to what we it's have. It's time to go to a song. What we have ex- oh, really? Yeah. What we have ex- Experience here We're on. We're going to go to a quick song, and then Mr. Shmiel Khan is going to join us. Well, we have experienced on Experience Day here at JM in the AM. Uh, I as, would say as, it's already a Labor Dick broadcast, Nahum. That is an understatement. There you go. And we are going to continue with plenty more coming up. So keep it right here, and everybody. And by the way, the sushi bar is already getting set Ooh, up. Oh, fantastic. Because right? it's 9.30 in the morning. I All haven't right. had sushi yet. You want a quick song? We've got Simcha Liner, and you're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. That is a Simcha Liner of a Baruch Chait combination. Rachem here at JM in the AM. And we are at Camp Hask. And when we're at Camp Hask, we are treated royally. That's to say the least. And uh, we appreciate the incredible hospitality with which we are um, uh, treated. It's much appreciated. And one of the reasons is the camp director, Shmiel Khan, who is an amazing host and who is a guest of ours this morning here at JMM. Shmiel, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's, it's my cover to be here, and it's our cover to have you and your team here on such a wonderful morning. The weather is beautiful, and the spirit in Camp Hask is just so warm and so beautiful. It's a Kiddush Hashem for everybody. You are up here day after day, week after week, 365 days a year practically. Obviously, there's some days you're not here. You see what goes on here on a daily basis, fall, winter, spring, summer. Then you start the camp big season, which is so exciting. It must be incredible. The first day for you must be amazing when you're welcoming all the staff and youngsters here to Camp Hask. And then this, you get to open up your camp to the community and say, look what you are supporting and look what we are doing for such an amazing category of our children. Today must be a very exciting day for you. It's very exciting. It's a buildup from last August 16th on. Literally. Literally a buildup because, believe it or not, we are talking already about next, uh, next year's uh, camping season. What to do, how to make things more comfortable for the campus that we serve, and how to do things better. There's no such thing as we reach the top. We'll never reach the top. There's always people that need us, and there's always new services that we can provide for the individuals that we serve. Not only services, your year-round focus is also on facilities and buildings. How, uh, how could you describe the brand-new buildings, the brand-new bunks that are now part of Camp Hask? How state-of-the-art are they for 2023? They are the state-of-the-art. I, I, I'd go to any camp in the mountains. They, they never built a building that uh, the way we have it. Everything is so comfortable, built-in furniture. Even for the councils who sleep on the top of a double-decker, there's this little shelf up there. They can put their radio <laughs> and their, 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 I'm sorry, their phone right, and, these and days. Their, their iPods, whatever they have. just to, just to <laughs> And we put an outlet up there. And also we even put a, a small a light for them to read when they go to sleep at night. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And you have to consider space. Um, bathroom area, shower facilities. I mean, you're talking about a it is category. It's so comfortable. It's so comfortable. So beautiful. Uh, handicapped uh, if people you're in right. wheelchairs, you're, you're, the showers, the bathrooms. You have to think even more than a regular camp would think. And, and, and the, the air conditioning, the changing room where, where they, you close the curtain and there's a sink in there they can change and there's an electric table to put, to put the individuals on and there's a hoist from the ceiling to, 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 to help, help, to help lift them, lift them, lift them off, the, off the wheelchair onto the changing table. It's just to change, changes life when you're in those buildings. For the counselors, it's, it's gewaldic. Now... Um you think back generations and decades ago, if the originals, your parents, the Khans would walk in here, of blessed memory, would walk in here, what would they think of what's happening now in 2023? I'll tell you two things. They'd be blown away by the amount of money we spend on a bunk because I remember going back when we started building the uh, an extra bunks when we started running out of space. For $50,000, we had a bunk. 
and ready to go. We uh, banged together a bunch of pl plywood on the inside to build cabinets for them to hang their clothing. We got these double-deckers from the uh, army surplus to... Uh, and we bought mattresses. I remember and you telling us this story. <laughs> and, and, and it was beautiful. And, and t today, today it's just it's a different world. So, Baruch Hashem, that, is, uh, that has changed. And if my parents were around today, they would just be blown away. And uh, I'd, I'd like to say something. You know, by a wedding... You say when the neshama, when the, by the chuppah, by right. the chasna, the generations, the, the generations there, right. look down and right. shep nachas. I can imagine my parents up in Shemayim looking down all summer long at us. What's going on here? How many more people we have? We, we are serving now than we served then. We had right. when we had to start out. We started out with 20 campers and maybe 10, 12 staff per people. Right. We have 300 right. campers and we have 600 staff here. They also took positions that nobody in the Jewish community wanted to do and now they would see hundreds trying to get in here exactly. and, and service these young people. Exactly. They they, they they didn't need it. They did it because they some people in the community and Barosh was Rabbi Vorhan from the Upper West Side who had a Bismedrus they were very close friends and he convinced my mother and father together to start the Hask school in 1963 and then in 1972, we started Camp Hask. Amazing. Shmiel Khan is the director of Camp Hask. Shmiel, thank you so much for your hospitality, and we'll speak again later on before we wrap things up. Nachem, it's our COVID. Thank you. Thank you, Zagazut. There he is, Shmiel Khan, camp director. We've had a long, long friendship and relationship, and uh, Shmiel has been one of the uh, consistent uh, aspects of that relationship for us that we've had with Camp Hask. I am now sitting in front, uh, thank you very much, I appreciate that. I'm now sitting in front of two of the um, pillars, oh, how do you like that pun? Two of the pillars of Camp Hask, because there are financial pillars, but we also have to acknowledge that there are staff pillars that keep this place running all through the year, and obviously during the summer, and I'm talking about Revavi Pollock. And uh, Dr. Razel, kid, uh, Dr. Razel Yaish, sorry about that. We were talking about you before. <laughs> we tossed in the Kindler name a, a couple of times. So there you have it. And, uh, and they are, of course, head counselor and program directors here in Camp Hask. So first of all, uh, thank you for your hospitality and Mazal Tov on this amazing occasion. Must be great to welcome everybody in and to see the community. Shep Nachas from what you're doing here all summer long. Am I right about that? Uh, not only right about that, we are. We couldn't be more excited to see you guys here this morning. Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> the start of our day is the Nachum Siegel Show running uh, here in the front of Camp Hask. I appreciate that, but when you mentioned the word start of the day in Camp Hask, there are counselors who probably have been up since 3 or 4 or having already visited the infirmary at 5 with their campers because it's a 24-hour job, guys, isn't it? Uh, our, yeah, <laughs> our day often begins at 4.30 with a call from the security guard that there's a young man or woman walking, or usually man, walking around outside, uh, and uh, our counselors are up with them. You know, if you get up in the middle of the night, like people do at home. Right. So here, the counselor gets up with you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in, a, in another camp, 
they catch people in the middle of the night walking around the campus. They've, they've got a certain focus, and the security people are also uh, with a certain focus. Here, it's a little bit different, right? It's amazing. Our, our, our security staff learns very quickly and, and, and becomes <laughs> yeah. our, our friends. And, and it, we're not talking about outside camp. We're talking about in our right. very fully gated, secure campus. But they're always looking out for us to make sure that everything goes well, that everything's safe. Um, even on a actually, this is our first really beautiful country morning, by the way, Nachum, with this nice breeze. You like this feeling over here? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> better than the, the boiling weather we've been having, but, you know, Amazing. still the 58 degrees, you know, <laughs> whatever. So I was, look, I was looking at a 630 in the morning, seeing people wearing their half sweatshirts, yeah, roaming around exactly. campus already, getting ready for the day. Um, so, all right, so we learned that the security detail uh, has a, gives everybody a little bit more leeway here at Camp Pass because they have to understand that everybody's in certain situations and challenging situations that, you know, require 24-hour help. It's as simple as that. And, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. We met, I mentioned this to Shmiel because we were talking about, you know, th what his parents would think if they walked in today. Mm -hmm. uh, what Hask has done is they've taken positions that nobody would have done years ago. Nobody would have ever volunteered or even wanted to have been paid at the age of 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 to do what has to be done here. And now there are hundreds bothering you guys all winter long trying to get in here to do these types of things for these camps. And I think that's one of the greatest accomplishments that the Khan family had. I th actually think that is what they would see today. If you look around, and I'm going to describe the scene here, we see a, a city of people wearing blue polo shirts that say camp has staff on them. We had a visitor from a government agency here oh. that takes care of people with uh, developmental disabilities. And she said, you are swarming in staff. How do you do this? How do you get this kind of staff? I see so many great programs, and they just can't, they can't get the staff to make it get off the ground. That is, I think, the biggest gift we offer to parents. And that's why, thank God, those security guards, they work. But they don't have to work too hard because we have such a, a blessing and a, a rich feeding pool, maybe too much, Avi, to, 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 to be able to provide that Well, kind there of was a tipping care. point at some point, which you probably remember from years ago. But there was a thing at some point where it became, you know, that everybody wanted to come up here and be part of it. But still, with what's required for them to do. Sometimes it's hard to believe that they're clamoring to be part of it, but... Baruch Hashem, this is a real, I think, uh, source of pride for our community. Yeah. That uh, Parents, is, teachers, absolutely. principals, they should all, and counselors of other camps, they should all take pride that we've raised kids like this. Absolutely. This is a community. This is the, the fruits of a community's efforts, starting at home, continuing into schools and uh, community organizations that caring for other people, especially those with special needs, specialized needs, um, who are the most vulnerable in the community, that that has become, can I use the word cool? Yeah. That's an in thing to it's, do. It's funny you say that. I was actually going to think, I was thinking of actually using that expression. It became cool to do, you know, fill in the blank in terms of what your counselors have to do. Yeah, Mikam Chai Yisrael, that this is a cool thing for a teenager, for a young adult to do with their summer when they could be making money, they could be off in uh, Colorado skiing or wherever they want to be. But this is what they're choosing to do with their summer. Rabavi Pollock, Dr. Rezli Aish are both with us, and we are talking about the uh, incredible Camp Hask, and now it's summer of 2023. It does sound like it's gotten off to, I mean, start. You're doing this already, what, four or five weeks already? Oh, no, but you've gotten off to a great start, thank God, and it's been a great season so far. Baruch Hashem. Uh, Truly, Baruch Hashem. Are you, are you both considered lifers? How, how, how long have you been here, Rabavi? <laughs> um, I've 
been here, well, if you count the summers, it's been more than half my life. So oh, no. I guess uh, that makes it a life for you obviously Way more than half my right. life. Right. Because so, we were discussing earlier that with someone like you, and now I think we could certainly put Avi in the same category, uh, we'll induct him into the same Hall of Fame. Okay, thanks. There you go, Avi. You're joining me. <laughs> I was worried. You're, the fir- you're both in the first class. I've reached, the, I reached, the, the, raise, I've reached by the level. way, not a crazy idea, Ask Hall of Fame, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we were talking about how now the conversation with you is completely different because you've gone from you know somebody who represents the camp well and we've spoken winter and summer both of all all three of us you know all through the years during the year all through the years so we've had all these conversations and you've described what the summers are like here but now you've gotten into a category where you literally have given your life for camp ask now the numbers bear it out that the two of you have basically given a large portion but i'll put it more dramatically have given your life for Camp Hask, and I think that's a completely different level. It's an incredible blessing to look back and just see the years that we, both of us, but really so many more than just the two of us, have been able to dedicate to the campers, to the families, to this organization. I I look back and think what a blessing that my children were able literally to grow up here in camp and to accept the campers as regular people, nothing different than anyone else the staff, the campers, that were just a natural, organic community of uh, Klaal Israel from all parts of the community, and that they grew up that way, and that I've had yeah. so many years. It's such I didn't a even think of that. You give your life, but then your family gets all that yeah. benefit, right? I, so. had, uh, I had to speak to two parents last night on the phone, parents of staff members who were having anxiety about coming up to Hask. They're worried that they can't handle it. You still got to do that, huh? And, 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 and I was thinking to myself, what a blood we have a, with a, a young man here, parents also hitting that same Hall of Famer status, oh. who came back from his service in the Israeli army to be here for two weeks with, in camp. And I, he's a half staff kid, and I watched him come here, and, and he was home. He was home in his happy place that he grew up in. And I have parents on the phone who still aren't sure they could be here for a day because we still have more to go to help people feel comfortable with this population. But we've come so far that you're looking at this city around you, people who only want to be here and, and nowhere else. And thanks to Shmiel Khan standing behind here smiling at us because... Shmiel, Chef <laughs> and Nachas for you guys this morning. <laughs> because he made that possible for us actually to be here and give our lives. All right, Miriam L. Wallach had a question which I'm now going to include in our conversation, a tribute to her. We'll put, we'll put her in her own Hall of Fame at some point. Yes. She, she wants you to describe not only for you, but for the parents and for the campers, what it was like when you weren't able to open up for everybody back in 2020. So what was that experience like? Because the, because, and I don't, see, great question. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I don't, I don't even, um, I, I said to her that you're all going to talk about the kids. If the parents were said, if, it was, if we said to the parents not having that respite must have been awful, they'd say, yeah, but I felt so much worse for my kids, the campers. And you're probably going to say the same thing, that you obviously missed it like crazy, but you felt so much worse for the campers missing it. Maybe you'll start. We had a very unique experience that summer. We actually did open and provide right. limited care. Correct. Um, uh, yeah, we were able to provide just a daycare, right. a day camp program for those who were already living upstate for the summer. But there were so many who weren't able to join us up here in camp. And I have to tell you, we felt it. I'm sure the families felt it very devastatingly that summer. But even the summer after and two summers later, there were still echoes of it. Many of our campers had been home, not only for the summer, but for the year. And then it continued into the next year. And families were calling us and saying, our children haven't been out of the home consistently for a year plus, in some cases, close to two. Coming close to the summer of 22. Yes, that's right, into the next summer and the summer after 22. And 
Um, camp provided such an important service for them because this was their chance to re-emerge, to come back out and to come back out in a Jewish Frum-inspired fun environment. And for so many, that was were, were they timid? Were they hesitant? Some of them at uh, the beginning of that experience. Absolutely, I would even say into last summer, there were still campers who hadn't come back, who had missed a full three summers because the families were still nervous. Right. Their children or siblings had been home for so long. Re-emerging, so to speak, into the community was tough, and uh, we're we're so proud. Thank you know, thank God. Everyone's back now, but it was tough. It was a tough couple of summers. You know, it pushed creativity. We created some Hask in the City programming, right. and we had finally, we got leeway to bring up a limited number of sleepover campers. But one of our most enduring campers uh, just returned this summer out of, out, of, out of fear. One of the legends. One of the legends. And they're having a great summer, thank God. Yeah, one cool. of the legends. There were actually several really? individuals like that who just Several legendary campers <laughs> that have returned for the summer of 23. Thank so God. there was no experience day in 21. Last year was the, was the revival, right? Yeah. Last was the revival you bet so, so it, wow that's what no wonder it felt like there was a break even for us because mm -hmm. i think we've been together on experience day for for many many years in a row but obviously with that break in the middle uh continued success dr yaish rabbi Pollock. continued success incredible work you're doing up here to say the least and uh, even we are getting incredible nachas i can only imagine how the parents are feeling who have their uh, campers here in camp Hass this summer well we're so happy to be able to celebrate this day together with you both and uh, thank you for joining us today. And you're really celebrating with the whole community. What a concept to open up the camp and let everyone who supports and everyone who hears so much about the camp come and see what it's all about. It's really beautiful. Thank, thank, you. thank you both. Thank, thank you both you very, so. very much. More coming up. You're listening to a JM in the AM broadcast from Camp Hask. It's Monday morning, but it's Hask Experience Day. By the way, since it's the beginning of the week and Joey Newcomb's going to be on stage later on, how about this selection? His song entitled Aguta Vach at JM in the AM. What's the avoid of Malava Malka? Come, let's sing a niggin together. Matza Shabbos is man of Mashiach, is man of Geula. Let's fabreng, let's welcome Mashiach. Hashem, take us back, we want you. Tate kasheleg yalbinu. Yavoy v'yigoleveinu. V'yavoy. Da 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 da
you heard the uh, Good Vach selection, then the Morocco medley from Joey Newcomb, who we are expecting here at Hask Experience Day a little later on. He'll be on stage with Baruch Levine and company. Uh, Hask Experience Day is always something extra special. You're listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world of web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. The executive director of Cab Hask is Rav Judah Michelle. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Boy, oh, boy. Got to thank you for your hospitality. It's amazing the way we're greeted when we walk in here, and it's much appreciated, and we've had a very very long-term relationship with Camp Hask. I was mentioning earlier, I think the first time I was ever uh, on stage at Camp Hask, believe it or not, was 1992. I know I don't look that old. I get it. I get the whole thing. But nonetheless, it's been a very long and wonderful experience, both during the winter, where I've had the pleasure of, um, of being part of the big Jewish music extravaganza, and during the summer, where, again, music is the centerpiece of your big event up here at Camp Hask, and we get to be here on this Sunday. It is one big symphony. Everybody with their it's voice, everyone symphony. with their instrument, everybody with their contribution, and all together with the great uh, maestro himself, the Ribbon Shalolam. We create a beautiful song together. Thank you so much for being here. And well, thank you, Miriam L. Wallach, for being here. Yes. And what is your, what's the story with your relationship with the maestro? Because it seems as if the maestro always gives us beautiful weather. The maestro always guarantees a great summer for you guys. The maestro always comes in at different points during the summer with tremendous hashkacha pratis and, and helps in so many different situations where people thought it wouldn't work out the way it does. What is it with the relationship between Camp Hask and the maestro? Ain od milvado. It's all for his glory and all for Hashem's kavod. It's all for his children, all for his daughters and sons. So it all works out. And we're all doing this together. There are three partners in creation, the Gemara tells us, a mother, a father, and Hashem himself. And uh, we are no different here. It, when we, during the summer when we're in local parentis and we're taking care of so many special people and their families, including staff and campers, everybody yeah. here is special. Um, we can't do it without uh, without Hashem. Obviously, there's nothing in the world without Hashem, and we know that. We know that, and we're aware. No, of that. I understand, and I know that it sounds tongue in cheek when I say it, but it always does feel like there's something extra, extra special up <laughs> there's here. There's a special but all right. sauce. Right. There is a special because this, uh, on its own, doesn't make any sense. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's exactly it. That's, that's exactly it. That's how we should have started the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. None of this makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. And, that's how we should have started. Yeah, and, and, and no, I mean, as wonderful as we are, and as wonderful as we are, and as much as we try, and we have a wonderful team here. 
I, you know, I did, we run on miracles. That's uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, one of the opening comments that I had this morning, which you would have loved if you would have heard the timing of it, as one of these trucks was pulling up with all the paraphernalia necessary for a carnival, I said to Maria, boy, camp carnivals have come a long way, haven't, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, we're not bobbing for, we're not bobbing for apples. Exactly. <laughs> we're not having bugs set up booths and beg other bugs exactly. to come and play the games, yeah, right? Exactly. It would be nice if everybody got to leave with a goldfish in a bag. <laughs> Everyone here thinks alike. Uh, but look at this. You look to your right. You're seeing the, the real deal. You're seeing a real 2023 camp carnival. Thank yeah, God. this is no joke. Thank God. But look, your goal, your goal is to make parents and guests feel welcome up here. You have amazing pillars society that's all going to be up here to see uh, what their uh, support has gone to uh, all all of these months and now has culminated in this summer so obviously it's a very very special day up here abe eisner joins us he's of course chairman of the board abe good morning to you thank you it's great to see you here it's great to have you here you and your team on a yearly basis, this can't happen without you. Well, I appreciate that, Abe. Some would argue it wouldn't happen without you and the board, frankly. Well, it's a team effort. We have a great board. If you look at some of the capital improvements that have happened in the last two years, with the help of the Rabbeinu Shalom, as Rabbi Judah says, but the board works real hard at it. And Baruch Hashem, we did one bunkhouse last year. We did two more this year. We've got a medical center, Baser Fuhr, coming up next year. And we have a board meeting, Mr. Shem, this Friday to plan some other capital improvements for the camp. It's just unbelievable. And we should point out, lay leadership in organizations have their ups and downs, right? I mean, that, that's the reality. The reality of life has that. And now, thank God, for such a long period of time, there has been such an up here that you, up. that you guys represent. It's been very heartwarming for the community. I think it's one of the reasons that you've seen so many people respond when asked for support in the community, because they've seen this, the, the track record that you've established. It's unbelievable. We don't just talk. We do. It's action. Uh, and it's team effort. And a lot of people are involved. A lot of people are involved, and we got some great plans for the upcoming concert, and some capital improvements, as I said, that we need to discuss this uh, Friday, Miyat Hashem, at the next board meeting. Wow, that must uh, be the, exciting. These guys, they're working. They're, is is they, that how they, we go into Shabbos with board meetings? These, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't want to tell you. But, but, uh, I have a few weeks during the year that uh, my wife and I, you know, we're, we're, we're guests here during the summer, and uh, there's not cooking and cleaning, but uh, thank God there is, there is real working. There is real yeah, working. As, 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 as Abe likes to say, uh, I think from a Vutner, about lay leadership and board involvement and building Klal Yisrael. Ruba de Ruba de Abish to fear the Velt. Ruba de Ruba. A little bit we <laughs> right. put a touch to it. Agreed. But you, <laughs> need, good, but, but, you need, but you need active and caring people. And very often those active and caring people become inactive and lack caring as time goes on. Here you have a very strong backbone, thank God, yeah, Baruch Hashem, going forward. We're on the phone many times a week during the course of the year. And uh, I'm very proud of our board of directors. You described to us off the air the plans, and, and this is one piece. With Shmiel, we spoke about the bunks, and we know that the dining room and some, a million other facilities are always being upgraded and maintained at a very high level. But you described off the air just what it's going to be like to finally get the brand-new medical center here built in Camp Hask. And it's going to require a lot of cooperation from the community. The plans are already done, right? Meaning, like, we could go forward with we this. We are going forward. We are going no, forward. No, no, we are going forward. And that it, means it, that, that, as Schmiel jokes, August 16th, you're starting to go forward. Yeah, no, like, the, the, it's, it's no, not even... We it, have approved plans from the town. Right. From the town Meaning right after camp ends. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, the, right. the demolition's taking place. The right. building is starting in Elul. I mean, we're, we're going forward. In Mirza Hashem, we're going to have a new base refuah. Uh, a world-class medical center that'll be ready for, for summer 24 that'll 
appropriately ne meet the needs of our of our campers. The, the camper population, you know, by and large, uh, thank God, uh, is growing. But the, also the needs are going growing, and uh, our staff needs are growing. We're going to have in there a full cardiac center and respiratory center and overnight center and you know hospital level rooms and. Um, you know, God willing, you're, you're talking about being able to meet the needs of our campers, their medical needs. But also, it then gives you the opportunity to invite certain campers up here. Because you couldn't invite campers in certain situations to be here on a long-term basis for an entire summer if you didn't have the medical facility that you know can handle an emergency There's like no that. There's no question. I mean, the majority of our campers, a vast majority, have no other place to be. Right. In the summer, that's for sure. And uh, our goal is to keep them here and be able to maintain their health and uh, improve their well-being. And uh, this new center is going to revolutionize not just the services that we provide, but it's really the Othello piece that flips the whole capital improvements that we've... And if I can add, the plans are that the medical center should be open on the small scale during the course of the year. Wow. So we can have uh, respite weekends and uh, wow. things Holy happening over the, over the year as well. You know, you're creating, you're creating a problem that you've always complained about. Meaning that as you continue to be able to service a broader, you know, a, a broader piece of the spectrum, and I'm using that word, you know, loosely, not professionally, <coughs> a broader piece of the spectrum of those with special needs, the demand for, for parents begging you to get their children into Camp Hess is just going to get bigger and bigger. So it's sort of like a, I don't want to use the phrase vicious cycle, it's sort of a, a real chesed cycle it's, here. It's called megalgal and al yedei zakai, meaning right. our, our job here is to help. If there's a need in the community, then we are poised, and our responsibility is to do our best to fulfill, fulfill that need. We have, uh, we have a very wonderful and deep support network in Jewish community in Klal Yisrael. Camp Hesk has been around for, for a Yovel for 50 years. Um, and uh, we're planning for the next 50 years. And as you say, there are certain campers here that could no, go nowhere else. I mean, no. they, it would be impossible. The infrastructure in other places wouldn't be able medically, to handle that. Medically, right. physically, behaviorally, right. um, our program for people right. with autism. And it, yeah, it, it, it doesn't exist, meaning it doesn't exist. Pro meaning th this is different than a typical camp with an inclusion program. This is a fully immersive experience. This is created, the program. That's created, right. exactly, for their needs. Yeah. It's not like we're adding what, an appendage. What's, a, what's amazing is a shout-out to Rob Tudor and Ravi Pollock and the rest of the management staff is, although our registration fills up here in February, we always get a couple of last-minute calls for campers that really need to be placed in, 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 in May or in June. And I don't know how these guys do it, but they always figure out how to stick in a couple of extra campers. And it, it's a big mitzvah. We got to be careful. The waiting list parents are not going to be it's happy. It's a real thing. I mean, our, in all seriousness, we have we have one job. Our job here is to take care of people. Take care of people. Today, you know, there's a there's a compendium of uh, daily teachings that was that was gathered by the Lubavitch Rebbe by the Friedegger, the previous Rebbe called the Yom Yom. Right. Today's Yom Yom for the 12th of Menachem Av for Camp Esk Experience Day is um, is is that the Magid of Mezrich taught in the name of the Baal Shem Tov that the, the gateway to love of God is Avat Yisrael, is love of others. And uh, we take that seriously. As Rivera Lazar told uh, Abe Eisner just last week. Why was Rivera Lazar here? We, we, we're good friends. We talk on the phone. And he visits Hask? Sure. He was here. Sure. He hasn't been here this year. For those who don't know, he lives pretty far away. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> his eyes are on Camp Hask. A, a very dear friend of his, the Shaliach of Moscow, uh, son is a camper here, and that's that's public knowledge. He's very so, comfortable right. sharing So he made that. a comment. Go ahead. He's very comfortable sharing that. Is that uh, the big sign as you walk into our campus is the words of the Arizal, that the Arizal frames davening. 
that I that one should say before they pray. I hereby accept upon myself the, the positive mitzvah. commandment that mitzvahs asay, right. right. And Rabbi Lazar said that the, specifically the nusach is asay, because Ahavas Israel, love of another Jew, is not just theoretical. It's not just a theological construct. It's not a philosophy, but it demands an action point. You have to do asay. it. Asay, and with our board, with our management, with our leadership, with our directorship, with our staff, with their parents, with our campers, with the entire Jewish community, with your help, with everyone's help who's listening, we fulfill the positive commandment of Asay, the mitzvah's Asay, to build, to grow, and to provide services for the Jewish community. It's a team effort, and Nachum, you're part of the team. I appreciate that. And what other special guests have you had here this summer? There are always prominent Rabbanim and community leaders visiting. Anything you want to mention? Sure. We have, we have, we're very proud that we really represent a cross-section of the organized Jewish community and disorganized Jewish community. We've had leadership <laughs> from Yeshiva University, from Shar Yoshev, from Turo, from Ner Yisrael, and from New Square. We've had uh, yeah, leadership from New Square Visit Camp. Yeah. Well, the, the Square Dying is coming comes next here. week. Uh, the yearly visit. Rabbi Yankel Bender was here two weeks ago. He Did spent he, a couple hours here. Klal Yisrael yeah. is Klal Yisrael. We are open. We're excited today that uh, we have representatives from Eretz Hakodesh, our partner and sponsors in today's uh, wonderful right. event. Have experienced uh, that. Yeah, it's very, it's really very exciting. And we also have, um, you know, from from Chutzlar, from America, we have campers here from. South America, Canada, the United States, and Lavdil and Eretz Israel. Uh, we've got kids from England and from Germany. We're, we're doing our right. best. So we asked the question: wide. If you become really international, obviously the proof is in the, the pudding. Spirit. There's no other place for. Yeah. for so so even European, forget about the United States. Plenty of areas in the United States and North America, but even European kids are coming. We had, to we had a very special visit this week. The commissioner from Albany, OPWDD, which supervises special needs in New York State. Wow. She's been talking about coming here for years. She finally came with her executive staff, and she was blown away. She couldn't believe what she saw. By the way, international staff as well or not? Do we have staff that's outside? Sure, absolutely. Oh, outside absolutely. the U.S. and Israel? Absolutely. Sure. You bet. And uh, three kids from Antwerp, three staff members from Antwerp. You have three staff members from Antwerp and Kabbas. Antwerpen. We have Kabbas from Canada and the U.K. Uh, and of course, the land of Israel. Listen, yeah. we, the, the main, the main, the main show here. The main guests are are, are not really guests. They're the people who come here uh, because they've worked here in the past. Alumni, people who met here, couples who met here and fell in love here in service for the Jewish people. Families of our campers, family of our, of our staff, and anyone in Klaiusville with an open heart who comes here. Our goal is that they shouldn't feel like a guest. But they should find their home. They should find a place to invest themselves and to be a part and to be a partner. And that's our goal. It's pretty amazing. Yes, Abe, you want Yo, I mean, talk about the United Nations. This is the United Nations. <laughs> yeah, without the this, condemnation. This is the yeah, good yeah. part. The I mean, they, should, they, they should learn how to do things. <laughs> this is the good part of the United Nations. We're trying to get them here, too, so we can show them how to do things right. Rip Tudor, Michelle, and Abe Eisner is with us, are both with us. All right, we're going to talk more in detail awesome. with other guests about the Pillar Society, but both of you, I would feel it's appropriate uh, to just discuss for a moment how not only has the uh, has the length and breadth of Camp Hass's reputation enhanced, um, you know, the donor base uh, through the Pillar Society, but it's amazing how the youth has come through, how people in their 20s and 30s are supporting an organization that's been around for quite a while. What is your impression of people of that age coming through well, with they're, donations? They're, they're, a lot of them are former staff members, uh, alumni of camp, and uh, they've got a lot of friends, and chavr, chavr, isloch, and they talk about what goes on in Camp Ask. 
and uh, it's a marketable item. They become your best ambassadors, basically. They become our best ambassadors, and Absolutely. they help us grow. Absolutely. There's, there's infinite ways for people to be involved here. I mean, we're looking, we're building. I mean, we're building a, 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 a massive medical center and new bunks, God willing, and God willing after that, you know, our therapy center. And there, there are opportunities here from a uh, to Sashekel. A pruta, a mashahu is meaningful. It's it's meaningful. A membership in our pillar society, which is Starbucks for a week for some people, it's 83 bucks for a month. But compounded, you're talking about a real. There a, are a real people impact. who spend more a week on coffee. Yeah, there are. There are. There <laughs> That's are. interesting. There are. Listen, everybody in their own way and every yeah. place. But it, it, and it's not just about money. It's about davening for us and davening for our families and for our staff that this should go well, that we should be healthy, that we should be safe. And that uh, we should be able to fulfill this shlichos, this uh, this important job, in uh, in, in the most uh, appropriate and respectful way for our campus and their families. I implore both of you to please enjoy Hask Experience Day. I know you have to work hard today, but God, please great. enjoy this incredible day. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much for joining well, we us. Know it's an awesome day because you guys are here. Thank you so much, Abizer, Abjuda, Michelle. It is Hask Experience Day in Parksville, New York. Believe it or not, Abjuda. Thank you, Abe. Thank you. More coming up if you're tuned in to a, a Monday morning broadcast. You're listening to our incredible visit to Hask Experience Day, uh, where Joey Newcomb and Baruch Levine are going to be performing, among other guests, later on. And with that in mind, we'll do this from Baruch Levine at JM in the AM. Hallelujah, me 
Coincidentally, he is the uh, one of the special guests, one of the centerpieces, if you will, of the uh, big Hask concert coming up later today on Hask Experience Day. That's what we'll be doing once we leave the air here at JM in the AM. Well, we're meeting a lot of special guests today, and Michal Porat Zibman and Hani Sklar are sitting at the JM in the AM headquarters here at the um, Hask Experience Day. They are both division heads in Camp Hask. Welcome to both of you. Thank you so much. It's a amazing pleasure. to be here. I appreciate that. Michal, which division do you have? I have the Ram Girls division. Which and that means? That means the uh, teenage <laughs> girls, more or less teenage. Right. Here, here <laughs> there can be a long disparity. It's a definition, Ian. How long have you been at Hask? A very long time. Um, at this point, if one wants to be a division <laughs> head, they've got to be here quite a while, right? Um, I was a counselor for four years, and we have uh, a, people moving up in the ranks that have been a counselor for two, three years, but the best way to be a division head is to have been a counselor, so you understand really what the counselors go through and what they need. So, yeah. This is not an unusual experience, right? <laughs> when you're in reference to the fact that we're trying to conduct a conversation, but there might be an interruption or two. We have a lot of visitors, a lot of, a lot of people are very excited about you being here today. You, you would have liked earlier, we were talking about the, the security staff, which in the regular camp, you know, is told that, you know, if something's going on at three in the morning, you, you got to give it a certain type of attention. Here I'm told if something's going on at three in the morning, the security staff had some leeway that they give because they understand that there might be some roaming around the camp going on. True. They still wake us up at 3 in the morning to check, but yes. I know. I know. But hey, I'm sure you appreciate that. I understand why they do it. But they certainly have a different mentality when it comes to Very people different. roaming around the campus. That's for sure. So is the summer going well so far? Thank God, Baruch Hashem. It's going really well. We have an amazing team of counselors. We have an amazing staff. And everyone's just, it's, it's great to be here. Pretty remarkable. There's no shortage of counselors anymore, right? The whole world wants to come to Hask. It's, we, we don't take it for granted. Right. Uh, we spend a lot of time in Israel meeting people that want to come and interviewing. And it's uh, it's such a bracha that we do not underestimate. We don't take it for granted that so many people want to work here. Yeah. 
disappointing when someone does not get a job at Camp Pass, but I'm sure you've heard that a million times. Khani uh, Sklar is here. Khani, how are you? Good, Baruch Hashem. And you get to lead which division here at Camp Pass? The Yedidim Girls Division. And that means? That means the 21 and older. Oh, The wow. adults. The young adult program is what it used so to be So some called. of your campers are... Well, so, we would call legendary campers. Yeah, legends. The legends. Meaning um, they're here a very long time already. Yeah, yeah. Some of them and some of them are new. We have a, a big range. Right. But they're definitely, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to uh, Among the veterans you have that have been here how many years? Like, uh, are there 30 years. Are there some? Yeah, yeah, That you're sure. in charge of? Yeah. So they have the run of the place. They know, they know everything about this camp. I don't have to camp. do anything. They right. take over. They know everything about this camp, right? Yeah, for sure. And they what's your background? Me. Did you spend a lot of years here or not? Yeah, it's, uh, according to the year that it is 2023 i'm 23 years in hask in hask yeah <laughs> i also was a counselor for four years michael was actually my division head <laughs> it goes by it's like that huh <laughs> the musora yeah so, it goes by very quickly yeah but yeah uh, grew up here basically do you and so and um so when you were a staff member it's, obviously it's a while ago is, is there a major difference is there anything that strikes you as aside from the facilities and obviously it's 2023 and it's much easier to communicate with people and find them right and all that but is there anything i don't know take care of the campers that you would say is drastically different than those days um i think that the care and the dedication that people give is is similar is very much the same because that's always been like from the core of like since avram avinu doing chesed you know but i think that um we have a lot more supportive staff here that gives us the ability to guide them in a more proper way that they can do it in a way that really gets the campers to experience the summer to the fullest yeah and by the way on that point and we, I, we really didn't mention this yet this morning we should have uh there are benchmarks that campers achieve in camp pass that they'll never achieve i mean they might achieve during the rest of the year but the, the assumption is that it's things that they only could achieve, whether it's something physical, something cognitive, etc., a, a social skill, something that they're able to do in the dining room that they're normally not able to do or haven't been able to do until this point. So I guess you see a lot of those victories, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, people have taken their first steps here. Campers have, right. have spoken for the first time here. You know, encounters experience things for the first time here. You know, it's everybody's having that experience of growth and becoming better people. And to add to that, and to add to what sure. has changed over the years, is that our ability to provide devices, that whether communication devices, or this year for our first time ever, we have what's called the Hoyer Lift, which enables us I to... I heard about uh, that in the new bunk. In the new bunkhouse. So the change, the transferring of campers into the wheelchairs in a more dignified way, in a more sensitive way, I, I in mean, a more careful way. I would assume way. that in the past it required multiple staff members. It required multiple staff members every time there needed to be any kind of transfers. So we've been very blessed that uh, the technology has uh, caught whoever up. Whoever thought of that, by the way. <laughs> Not the lift. Whoever thought of installing them here was, yeah. it was ingenious. It has been we both we both have bunkhouses where the Hoyer lift is, and it's been a it's been a game changer. Khani has been training people morning, noon, and night to lift. <laughs> we call the ourselves the professional Hoyer lifters. <laughs> I remember from family experience, it's not easy, but once you got it, then it's, uh, you said it's a game changer. Once game changer. you got it, it's really amazing. Yeah, totally. um, and we should mention one other thing, and that is that all these benchmarks that are being achieved, everything that that the kids are experiencing, you have a lot of colleagues here. There are a lot of different departments, physical therapy and many other therapies I'm not going to name, but many of them that are given daily attention. Not that they're not necessarily getting da not getting daily attention in the city. Very often they are, but here for some reason in this environment it seems to work really, really well. 
it works really well because, like you said, we have an incredible team of professional staff, but also, as you mentioned earlier, we have such a large number of counselors that we really can give one-on-one -on -one attention. So all of right. our bunks are staffed with one-on-one -on -one counselors. So here we can really invest in a camper throughout the entire day. Like from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep, they have a one-on-one, -on -one, and they're never left alone. And it's really, it's a bracha for us, it's a bracha for the families to be able to provide that kind of care. I think also that, that we provide a lot of fun in the camp. And I think when you're in an environment where everybody's having fun, everybody's smiling, everyone works harder because it's easier to work harder. That's why, that's why they call it the happiest place on earth. Exactly. It's, it's, it's sort of a, uh, an accurate phrase because all this fun is going on and people are literally walking around happy. And it does, does give them an opportunity uh, to grow in these areas more easily, which is remarkable. And that's why people in education, even though nobody takes me seriously when I say this, there are some in education who would argue that these two months are much more important than the other 10 months of the year. And that if you're gonna have one of them, this is probably the one that it, it pays to make sure your, your uh, child is in. I don't know if I would say one is more important than the other as someone who teaches for the other 10 months of the year, but I, I have seen growth here. Camp Hask is a place that enables people to be more sensitive, more caring. It turns them into mentions. And uh, that's something that the Beit Midrash can't always do. Right. So the learning experience. But the 24-hour nature is such an important it part of It changed my life. It, yeah. changed, it changed our lives. It had a huge impact on who I became and, and the kind of person that I am, I hope. Um, that came from here. That came from Parksville. That came from the work here that I was not able to get in any other place in the world. It's such a long streak of having to care for people. Hours and hours that build upon it. It's not nine to five. It's not It's nine not to whatever five. the schedule is in school. It's just hours and hours. I know everyone appreciates their day off, but even there, you're probably not focused completely on being off. You're focused on getting back and doing your job. So. And not even that focusing on it, but wanting to come back. Right. Like, like waiting for the day off to be over so they could get back, you know? <laughs> Hours and hours and hours. Well, I guess I hope you get to enjoy the next couple of hours at least because there'll be a concert coming up and a lot more fun. So I hope that'll be part of your day. Yeah, definitely. It's Are exciting you? to meet the parents of our counselors. It's right. exciting to meet everyone who's visiting them. It's exciting for us to watch our counselors be excited to welcome people and show them yeah. the No question. And a lot of people from the community are taking great pride. Uh, in what goes on here and what they're supporting, and they're also showing up here today, which is nice. Thank you both very, very much. Thank Michal Porat Zipin and Hani Sklar, division heads at Cab Pass. Thank, Thank you so both. Much. Thank, Thank you. you. A pleasure. JM and the AM on a Monday morning broadcast. You're actually listening to our Sunday visit to Cab Pass on Experience Day. How do you like that? And I thank you all very, very much for tuning in and being part of this listening experience. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonishmas Harav, Zevnerbil and, oh, one second. I want to make sure I uh, get this right. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonishmas Harav, Zevnerbil and, of course, Zechonishmas Esther, Basarbil Here is Rabbi, oh, I don't know why I'm having trouble with this. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with this machine today. Uh, let's see if this works. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today's Morning Chizuk is dedicated to Camp Hask. Camp Hask is a phenomenon. It's a miracle. May all of the precious campers and the dedicated staff with Mesiras Nefesh have bracha v'hatzlacha le'orech yamim tovim. We find a fascinating piece of Talmud in Meseches Tainus. It says that Rabbi Broika was once in the marketplace. Elioah Novi, Elijah the prophet, came to him and said, Do you see these two people? 
They are destined for the world to come. B'nai olam abba. Rebroka went and he said to them, What do you do? They answered him, We are people who are clowns. When we see somebody who needs a little bit chizuk, when we see someone who's struggling, we are mechazik them, we encourage them, we inspire them. The Maharsha asked the question, why is it that for this mitzvah alone of cheering people up, of giving them chizuk, of inspiring them, they have already been rewarded with olam abba? The Maharsha answers, with a piece of Talmud from Masechus Sanhedrin, Bizman Sha'adam Mitztair, when a person has pain, when a person is upset, Shechina Maloshon Oimeres, what does the Shechina Akdoisha, what does the Divine Presence say? Kalni my head hurts, my arm hurts. That's the reason that these two people where they merited Olam Haba. The reason is, is by inspiring, uplifting, and encouraging others, they lessened the Tsar of the Shechina. All of the Simcha, the happiness, the Chizuk, the inspiration, the encouragement, the enlightenment of Camp Hask lessens the Tsar of the Shechina. The great Kotzker once said, If I wanted to, I could revive the dead, but it's my job to give life to the living. Camp Hask gives life to the living. May the entire Camp Hask family, together with all of its supporters and friends, have good health, happiness in life. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice Shevach Yikarung Dula Yikarung Dula Vechavai Yitnu Lakeil Melech Lakeil Melech Yobaboy Tzaykoi Shevach Yikarung Dula Shevachikor, 
has become very popular. What did you say? <laughs> Miriam Wallach is using the expression we've been overtaken. In some ways, it does seem that way. Wow, I'll tell you. We've had a lot of interesting experiences doing this show, but ag- again, again, unique, right? Every time, every time you go to a baseball game, you'll see something you never saw before. Every time you come to Camp Pass, you're going to see something you've never seen before. Um... Rav Kivi Nyman um, and uh, Michael Hurtis are both with us. Uh, Rav Kivi Nyman in charge of uh, the Hass community and alumni. Would that be accurate? Yeah, and along with Mike uh, making the Pillar oh. Society happen. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to tell us about Michael Hurtis. Uh, I'm glad to give you credit as well, trust me. <laughs> but, I mean, we look at him and he's Mr. Pillars. Simple as that. Uh, Get as many people involved as possible. And both of you have done amazing work in this. First of all, thank you. I have to congratulate both of you because was, uh, you've reached 500 pillars, and that's quite an impressive number, to say the least. So what a milestone. Tough. It's what a, a great milestone. milestone. Yeah. And it also tells us and reminds us that if you work hard enough at it, there's really no number that's too big. There's, you know, The next goal is attainable, and the one after that's attainable. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I think we would have been here today talking about having over 500 pillars. I think at one point in time we would have left, but like we said last year with you, uh, we saw that we were growing at a rapid pace, and uh, thank God we uh, broke 500 just a few days do ago. Do you remember what last summer was? Yeah. We do. But what going into the summer, we were 200. On Experience Day last year, we were around 250. So we've, Baruch Hashem, unclear how doubled since last year. Last experience day, they were at 250. Now they're over 500 pillars. That's insane. I would never have guessed it was only 250. But this shows you. It's a snowball effect. Now you're, now you've gotten to the point where it's just going to keep keep rolling. I mean, yeah. it's just going to keep going. It's 100% true. And you're right. There is a lot of hard work that goes into it. Behind the scenes, a lot of back and forth. The phone calls, the WhatsApps. Thank God WhatsApp keeps implementing all these <laughs> new updates, which has been incredible for us. Uh, but at the end of the day, Camp Hask is an easy sell, and the people who have experienced it and those who haven't, it seems very easy when it comes to having those conversations to get them bought in and a part of it, which makes our lives a lot easier. All right. Well, if, you, if you're going to give Hask most of the credit, I'll toss some of the credit back to you. <laughs> there is a way that people who are involved, and, and, you know, donor or not donor, there's a way that people who are involved like to be treated. They want to be updated. They want to be made to feel that they belong. They do want to get and feel connected uh, by receiving, whether it's swag or different items from the camp. They want to get you know pamphlets that update them on, on other things that are going on within the Pillar Society and beyond. So when you do it right, as the two of you have been doing, 
that's one of the reasons you can expect a great response. So you're going to give credit to the Haas cause. I get it. But there have been a lot of years where a lot of great people have tried to instill this enthusiasm in the community, and it was not always this successful. So please take some of the credit at least. No, so we, we appreciate that. I'll, I'll throw some of the credit on Michael. I'll, you know, that there's a lot of pushing <laughs> that goes on, and we'll couple it with the Hask credit of itself, right? right? If you go to most people and say, oh, when you worked your first job at 19 years old, you know, do you want to go donate money back to your first job? Even if you're appreciative, you got good business connections, right? Maybe, you know, you, you met your first employer. People don't want to hear people when, they, when the ask is made correctly. And I think that's where, you know, the Pillar Society has shown that, like, we could find this ideal ask, this ideal way to be involved that's attainable and impactful. People are like, yes, I want to be back part of it By again. the way, and I don't know if Miriam agrees with me or not, but it's even more than that. There is a, an attitude in the Jewish world that for some reason, and we could talk about it's a topic for another day, as we say, <laughs> but there's an attitude in the Jewish world that if I'm an alum of a certain place, I am not necessarily going to be giving it, even if I had a positive experience. Yeah, I did and my time. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. And now you have the nerve to come back to me for support. So it's not just that you're fighting the battle of indifference. You're fighting the battle of pushback where a lot of people don't see the need. You know, I gave my heart and soul to this place. Now you expect me to actually you know, pay you for it as well? That's why I say put all this together and you have achieved a great success. And look, we were sitting the other day, uh, the other week we were, uh, we were uh, uh, at a Shabbos meal. And people at the Shabbos meal were talking about today, and they specifically were talking about the Pillar Society, and they felt the need to come up from the city to be here today. And if they have that kind of feeling, then obviously you've, you know. Yeah, I, we, we've spoken about it before, and, and it's something we've tried to do as often as possible. We want people to feel like they're a part of this. It's not just you send us yeah. money, you send in your credit card information, you send us a check, and that's it. You're now a donor. You are very much a, a very much a part of what we call a society, the Pillar Society. Like you said, the insider information, knowing what we're doing, knowing what's going on in camp before most people do, aside for the board. That's how we want people to feel, and it's all for, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute, for $83 a month or $1,000 a year. We want people to feel like they are giving that six-figure donation or more for that easy buy-in, and I think we do a good job at it. We try. Um, we always appreciate the feedback, which we get, but uh, to me, that's also really, really important, people feeling invested yeah. for that uh, donation. That's another thing. I find that the people in the Pillar Society voice their opinion, which, as you just said, you know, in the long run is a good thing as much as it makes you busier and busier. All right, and folks. And you know what? They're, they're able to be the big donor now with right. $83 because there's 500 of them. So that's half a million dollars of the camp's budget, half a million dollars of tzedakah helping camp every year. Also, I do want to share, which I find amazing. You know, we've been doing this now for, I think, three years. It yeah. seems like more sometimes, but three <laughs> years. And uh, last summer and this summer again, God willing, we had someone call us up to ask what it would cost for a camper to come to camp to sponsor a full scholarship. We gave them the number, and that individual sent us that amount. So there are people now who started at the 83 a month with the 1,000 a year. I think we have a little over 100 pillars who are now giving more than that amount, and we have people stepping up to do things like sponsor camper scholarship, which is oh. unbelievable. And we could sit and talk about a million stories in exactly. Jewish philanthropy where someone has started with an $18 yes, donation. exactly. Pillars at camp, pillars dot org, right? Yes, Pillars dot org. I would hope that people listening to this broadcast would in fact join uh, what we call the Pillar Society. By the way, am I right? And, and uh, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but I thought that um, when constant information comes out for January, that the Pillars folks basically get advanced information about it. Am I right about that? Yeah, so it's all about the insider information. We try as much as possible to give 
exclusive, not only information, but access to the different events right. that we do throughout the year. So they may know a week or two in advance of the rest of the community that they have a chance to buy tickets exactly. and be part of it, etc. And so. some perks, you know, some right. occasional ways, you know, easier access, right. you know, VIP lines. I mean, all right. I need there to do is walk around. There are a couple of events around the concert that they, also Correct. they could be Yes, used. I just need to walk around in this hat. People go, what is that? Where did you get it? I tell them, what does it cost? $1,000 a year. And they sign up on the spot because these hats alone are the greatest selling now, point. I don't know if he's joking or being serious. <laughs> oh, no, no, Nike Dry Fit, <laughs> phenomenal. Shout out to Nike. <laughs> All right. So it's pillars.cabhask.org. Now, on the subject of getting people who have donated $83 a month to give full scholarships, that would mean that as I look through the booklet of the different uh, areas of the brand new health center, the base refua that are available, there are people who might want to upgrade to those sponsorship opportunities, and I, and we shouldn't look at it as you're working on a separate mission. You're, you're, if someone expresses an interest, you'll guide them properly in this area as well. Correct. As Rev. Judah says, we have one goal here, right. and the goal is to continue to grow and build the camp, and if anyone is interested of, uh, for these different initiatives outside of Pillars, we absolutely work with them, because at right. the end of the day, it's all about the campers and the campus. Right. So, so even, if, even, if the, even if 501 it comes a little later, because this is not the person who wants to give 83, but exactly. they'd rather give 5,000 dollars then of course uh, all that will be welcome yes uh, all right is there anything we didn't cover about community and alumni i mean the yeah, fact I mean, that the alumni are so involved is remarkable it's, frankly it's, it's it's amazing you know besides the pillar society besides ways that people can give you know financially and be a part of we love when our alumni are involved we often do you know events whether it's even just a sheer with some of their faces that they know Rev judah's in you know and he's coming and he's giving a sheer with some of their friendly faces from camp or a hockey tournament. We say, hey, it's in Teaneck. Yeah, that's been successful. Come by Baruch Hashem. Are you guys know, involved with it? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have pillars who are involved with it. Because it's that's become, I mean, now it's gotten to a level that's, you know, the envy of many other organizations, yes. frankly. And at this point, everything is feeding into everything. Our pillars are our most active base. And we're that's giving why it's them pillars. They're the ones who are exactly. the foundation. We put the info in the group. We let the guys know the early access. And they say, hey, how could I be involved? Whether it's financially, whether it's their time, whether it's their effort. And... Thank God it just keeps delivering. And so. I know we have to wrap up, but just very quickly, because sure. I, I don't want to get smacked in the back of the head here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I, one thing that I find amazing, and I think that people need to think about when signing up, is how incredible it is to see your own family get involved when you sign up. Oh. We have grandparents, parents, and children who are a part of this. I know for me personally, my kids talk about the summer all year round, and all we do is spend the Shabbos here. So it's an incredible way to get your family involved, inspire them, and uh, we hope to continue to grow this, and God willing, uh, build, 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 build. Rav Kivi Nyman and Michael Hurtis, always a pleasure. Oh, Continued success. Who knows? Very soon we might uh, be announcing the 613th Pillar oh, Society God member. Today. By God the end of the today. summer. Yeah. By the end of the summer, please, God. Awesome. Thank uh, you so pleasure, much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM and the AM. And this edition of JM and the AM is from Camp Hask Experience Day. That's right. We're at Camp Hask, and everybody here is having an amazing time, as you would suspect. More coming up if you listen to, if you keep it here at JM in the AM.
David Lowy, song is called Marabu. Big Jewish music event going on here at Camp Hask on this Sunday as you listen to a Monday morning broadcast. Today we welcome Joey Newcomb, Baruch Levine and company to a great concert that will be the centerpiece of today's incredible activities for Experience Day here at Camp Hask. Two of the people who are experiencing Experience Day are Shandy and Yankee Nuoff, who are Camp Hask parents. Yankee, a member of the board, and a pleasure to welcome both of you to JM in the AM. Pleasure to be here. Good morning. Thank you. You know that in the annals of JM in the AM, the name Newhoff always comes up somewhere. There's always someone associated with this show or this network who's always talking about how incredible your family is. So it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's our pleasure. We've been listeners for many, many years. Thank you so much. How long have you been Hask parents? Nine years. So nine years ago, your child comes here, and that experience must have been a life changer, game changer, what would you say? Everything in between. And um, for the parents, because we don't always give this perspective because we talk about how important camp is for the kids, but for the parents, when you're in a challenging situation, what's it like sending them off for that first summer? It's very challenging. It's very emotional. Camp Hask is incredible. The staff here is beyond incredible. They take that and they lay all your fears and they really communicate and they help you get through the challenge. And you and you uh, uh, essentially reached that point of calming down by a few days later or what? What would you say as you remember back nine years? First summer was difficult, but by second summer we were pros. We and, co- completely trusted our staff. And now when you visit here, what do you say about the experience? Best place it's, on earth. <laughs> it's pretty it's, remarkable, it, huh? It's, it's truly an unbelievable experience. Matisio Solomon was here last year, and he said it, and many have said it before him, and I'm sure many will continue to say it. The first place Mashiach is coming when he gets to this world is straight to Camp Hash. Yeah, you know why? Because it seems everybody comes here. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> right to left, every member of the community, yeah. leaders, rabbis, I mean, people who are chief rabbis of other countries, they come to Hask when they arrive in the United States. Yeah, it's the, the dedication of the, of the staff here, and the vast majority of the staff here, I always say, 
these are boys and girls that if they went home and told their parents they wanted to tour Europe for the summer, the parents would say, no problem, Here's go have a great card. time. <laughs> but instead, they came home and told their parents they want to change diapers. Not of babies, of adults. And they, every, not only does every camper come out of here a changed person, every staff member comes out of here a changed person. And to watch, we, we, as a board member, I come here almost basically weekly, if not more. Wow. And it's truly amazing to see the transformation of both the campers and the parent and the staff members as the summer goes on. And it's words cannot describe what we as parents what we experience and the hakaris that we have. And as a board member, what what I know camp provides both for the parents as well as for the staff. It's truly amazing. What so those who've does. been your child's counselors are like legends in your family at this yes. point. Yes, many, many. Her first counselor still calls us and is still in touch with my wife on a weekly basis, and that goes from back all no, those years, nine ago? years ago. Yep. Yeah. By it's, the way, you said what we have been alluding to for the last two hours in most of our conversations, which of course is the diapers. We haven't said it outright. I'm glad you did, <laughs> but it's mind-boggling. Yes. That this is the, and of course it's not the focus of the summer, I get it, but it's such a big part of it. I, by the way, have you noticed as we've been sitting here the last couple of hours, how many campers have run by and someone had to come and yeah. control them or take them away? And, th and you could spend your entire day as a counselor doing that. Correct. I mean, the, the staff, to the, the specifically counselor to camper ratio right. has to be more than one to one. That Those are the needs of the campers here. I mean, my son happens to be, he's autistic. And as far as a camp past camper goes, he's considered very high functioning. But many of the campers here, they are forced to have two-on-one. I mean, you see the wheelchairs driving by. You see, I mean, feeding tubes. There are, for example, there's one camper here I can tell you that in order for the camper to come here, the mother has to pre-grind um, the food wow. for all his meals for the entire summer. Those are his feeding restrictions. And, and there, now there are people in the kitchen that are dedicated just for this special type of dietary requirements. That's their task. That's their task. And, and they, they, the, the camp here, they don't let, not a single thing is, is missed. They attend to every need of the campers. They, they, what the service they provide to the campers, as well as we were saying, the family. Right. Uh, when, you, when you have a special needs child at home, you're busy with them. I mean, I, I hope no one ever knows about this. And, I, and we always say at every board meeting, we start off by saying, we hope Camp Pass goes out of business. <laughs> Because Hashem should give a refuah to everybody, and everyone should be 100% healthy. And the needs shouldn't right. be there. Right. But the the relief that parents get having those weeks of vacation, having that, oh wait, I know I can sleep tonight. Or, for example, in our home, our son loves to. He has a need. All tissue boxes have to be piled in one specific area, <laughs> so that we have to literally hide them in the bathrooms, <laughs> so that they're there. And like knowing, okay, for the next seven weeks, we don't have to do that. <laughs> we don't or, have to worry about the tissues. Or other parents will say, you know, for the next seven weeks, I don't have to worry about turning lights on and off. I know that if I turn it on, it will stay on until I turn it off. Or, and, and these are things that, that Baruch Hashem, the vast majority of society can't appreciate, but the parents of campers here can appreciate. And it's amazing, really, truly amazing what camp does. We're speaking to the Newhoffs. Um, could you tell me about this unique experience of being a parent and the board member, I have to assume that your colleagues turn to you for some insight that they may yeah. not have if they don't have children in these situations. Yes, 100%. So the, the truth is the, the family con connection to Haskin, you know my father, Harry. Sure. 
and about 40 years ago, the first ever parlor meeting for Camp Hask was in my parents' house. Wow. That's a nice stat to find out about. Um, at which time, there's actually a building here dedicated in the memory of my grandfather, which my parents gave. So wow. the, the connection of the family, uh, for that matter, you introduced me. Not yet, so it was pre your days. I apologize. Many years ago, the, the stat, the, so my parents was involved, my, my father was involved in Hask for many years. When we became a parent here, so the first few years, I was always involved on a just a parent relationship with Rav Judah and Avi Pollock right. and Razel. St- head staff here is amazing. Yep. About two and a half years ago, I approached Rav Judah and I said, I want to get more involved. He said, okay, why don't you join the board? It would be amazing to have the parent perspective on the board, uh. which I did. And uh, yes, there's no question about it. We have a phenomenal relationship. The board works together with Shmiel, Yehuda Meir, Rav Judah. It's it's. Everybody listens. Everybody has perspectives that are that are listened. And yes, do they value my opinion because I'm a parent? Absolutely. And we're, we we all work as a tremendous team. And the single-minded focus of every person involved in Camp Ask is what can we do to benefit the campers and the campers' families. That is really the approach. There is nothing else that is relevant to anybody. Does a mother have an additional perspective than the father? That uh, comes to play? We work together. Obviously, I'm not involved in the board meetings, but we do draw up ideas together, and he brings it to the table. Obviously, we have a personal introspect of what the campers can possibly benefit from in camp, and camp is very receptive. They're always willing to hear us out and to listen because we do have that personal connection. Seems like she's a great mom. Seems like he's a great dad. Am I uh, make- no, it's she, only her? It's all her. It's only her. It's every, 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 everything that's good about my family is, is due to her. There you go. Thank you. Uh, uh, the, as you know, today is an amazing day for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is that so many people who are supporters are visiting to see the, the fruits of their contributions and, and of the uh, efforts that they've made on behalf of Camp Hask. And I'm sure you agree as a board member that they have a lot to be proud of when they walk into and see this. No question about it. The, the, seeing the smiles on campers' faces, when they, I mean, you've seen it many times from the stage when the music <laughs> starts playing and how these campers, they're, they're pure. They're, they, the reality is... A lot every, of jumping every, going on when that happens. Every camper here has a pure neshama. Yeah. These are campers that, reality is, have never done an Aveira. They are pure neshamas. And when you see their Simcha Sachaim come out in camp, especially through the music, it's it's amazing. It's really amazing. It is incredible. That's why they call it the happiest place on earth. And later on today, if you're uh, tuned in on a Monday, you should know that later on today during this Sunday Experience Day, Jewish music is going to be a very, very big focus here uh, at Camp Hask. Shandy and Yankee, what a pleasure. What a pleasure and a privilege to speak to you on the air about all this continued Hatzlacha with the camp, with your family, with everything. Thank you very thank much. You pleasure so much. Was always, pleasure. And thank you for everything you do for Claudia Israel. A pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, the Newhoffs, everybody. Shandy and Yankee with a perspective that is unique and one that's so important. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning broadcast of JM in the AM. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
Actually, a uh, Joey Newcomb selection entitled Nachamu. <laughs> he calls it the Nachamu Avaida. Joey Newcomb on this Shabbos Nachamu weekend. That's right. Even today on a Monday morning broadcast, we're still calling it Shabbos Nachamu weekend. How do you like that? We're up at Camp Hask. It's Hask Experience Day. Both Joey Newcomb and Baruch Levine and others are going to be performing later on in the uh, beautiful concert that's scheduled. And that'll take place right here next to the uh, main building here at Camp Hask. We have with us as guests, we've had a lot of amazing guests so far this morning, Rav Daniel and Nava Eisenberg are with us. Uh, Rav Daniel Eisenberg is director of the recreational program here at Camp Hask. And uh, Nava Eisenberg is director of the vocational program here at Camp Hask. I say good morning to both of you and welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Nice to speak with you. So let's get some of the uh, technical stuff uh, into our uh, audience's uh, lexicon. What is a director of recreational program? What does that do here at Camp Hask? So in our camp, we have an academics program, which does uh, math and reading and writing and all those fun things <laughs> that, uh, many, that we do during the year. And um, for the campers that are older, that are too old for school, too cool for school, so they have activities throughout the day. Um, and even the younger campers, once the school program is over, they have tons of activities. And, and we, we say uh, we put the camp in Camp Hask. We're what make it a camp. So all the activities fall under the recreation program. And what percentage of these activities uh, would probably be in a regular camp? And what percentage are unique to Camp Hask? I would say that just about all of them are uh, activities you would find in a regular camp, and then just the question is how we adapt it for our Games campers. Games on the field. 
playground, swimming, I mean, we all this sports, stuff. sports, swim, we have an adaptive pool, we have a special special pool, like wheelchairs in that to go into the pool, so to transition campers there. We have adapted swings in our playgrounds. We have all kinds of different activities, sports, uh, baking, music, nature, you name it, and we have it and just we adapt it for our campers so our campers can get the full camp experience regardless of what their cognitive or physical abilities may be. Wow. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. It's not, obviously, it's, uh, I'm sure even decades ago, the activities that were taking place in other camps were being done here, but now with all the special equipment and the specialty staff, and even baking, you mentioned baking, right? Yeah. One might think it's gonna be difficult, you know, with, with certain levels of functioning youngsters to actually bring them into a culinary setting, but it's doable, right. right? Yeah, for sure. We have specially trained staff, know exactly what they're doing. They're amazing with the campers. And, uh, and I imagine yeah. they're so, I mean, baking is different really than sports because I imagine how proud they are when the product of what they've done is now being enjoyed by them and others. Yeah, it's a, yeah for sure. You see the smiles on their faces and sometimes a little frosting as well. Um, really, <laughs> a little. All, all, always, always enjoying. And there are many, there are many special diets that our, our campers have. Right. And we, you know, we have to have a gluten-free option, a sugar-free option, all kinds of things to make sure that everyone can take part. Wow, I didn't even think of that. You put them in an environment like that, you have to be careful what they're taking and uh, what they might be tasting, etc. Yeah. All that, all has to be considered. Um, uh, Nava is here, Nava Eisenberg, Director of Vocational Program. Nava, I'll give you a chance now to tell people what Director of Vocational Program is all about. Sure. Um, so a lot of campers that come here are very capable, and they actually do have jobs during the year as well. And a big aspect of the vocational program is that we like to keep up those skills, and we want to make sure that they have a crisis and they come in. They have a sign-in sheet. They get paid every week. They, um, we have an employee of the week, all under the the leadership is uh, D D Rev. Daniel's brainchild. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's employee of the week. Employee of the, no, they do it, it, because they probably have that where they work during the year as well. I would guess. I'm sure they do. Yeah. They get a bonus. Um, as employee of the week, they get a bonus bucks. as employee, <laughs> and uh, you know they're also they, they they really do wear it as a badge of pride. And when I say I call them my, my employees, and because during the year it wouldn't yeah. be unusual to find them stocking in a shelves, a CVS. cashier, right? Uh, I mean, the whole list, probably a very long list of vocations, right? That they Absolutely. that they pursue during the year. So now it's it's up to you to make sure those skills are maintained while they're up at Camp Pass. Yeah, we we do, and we and, and we that could be with it. some of the stuff they're doing around camp. Absolutely, or? they. So every day they do dining room setup. So oh. they're putting on the tablecloths. They're putting out the cutlery. They're doing the ketchup and the little packets or whatever. Um, and then they then they're depending on the camper. They have different jobs in the afternoon. Some work in the camp seen some organize some do folding some mail oh the mail deliveries they deliver packages oh that must be a big one um <laughs> and and really it's and it's it's something that gives gives them a real feeling of, of contribution and i say like you guys work here you're you're part of camp and uh, i call them my my co it's called koach um the the program so they're my koach workers they're my koach employees now, we've emphasized how there are benchmarks that are achieved by campers and camp pass that they're, for whatever reason, not always achievable during the year, but they're able to do certain things here. Are, yes. are your campers 
the ones you're working with with vocational training and vocational aspects, are they able to take skills from here and advance and be even more qualified when they get back to the city in September? Right, well, that is that is also what I tell the counselors when they come into the program. I said, like, this is something that they can smack on a resume. Right. When they, come to, when they go to CVS or Walgreens, they're going to say, do you have any training or any experience? They say, well, I set up the table every single day in Camp Pass. Right. I worked in the canteen. I'll be your display in, for you right. the same way uh, we, I did it up at ASP. Yeah, right. exactly. So they and 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 they can do that, and that, you know, and, and obviously within the program there are ranges of capabilities, right. so you know it's appropriate. But we had a we had a uh, a camper here who you know didn't exactly present as capable as the other people in Koach, and his job was to organize the shul. Somebody took a video of him, and he organized all of the sparum in perfect order. <laughs> he shoved in all the chairs, and he loves Diet Coke. So, like, okay, somebody give this guy a Diet Coke. You know, that was a huge smile. That was a huge face. smile, huge and he smile. felt such such purpose. Well, why do you think the retail chains do all this? I mean, I know image and business is, is always t two of the reasons, but they are pretty open to this whole concept of, of helping to train and then employing people in this situation. I think that, um, aside from just image, which I'm sure yeah. is a part of it, it. Um, I think it just also regains our hope in humanity, that there, there are good people out there who, you know, want to contribute to society and you know what goes around comes around and the customers very often create a tremendous bond yeah. <laughs> with some of these guys i mean it's really yeah. fun to watch how people uh, you know feel they're part of the family already oh we actually one of our one of our employees ellie garelic um he he worked in seasons and everyone knew him and huh? everyone, everybody knew him he packed he packed our our um, orders so many times sometimes he would ask us what like if we enjoyed the food, food we got and, and not, not only that um, when yeah. seasons closed down right. they made him a party oh my gosh they made him a party that they said that they would miss him so so much because of, of what he did for everybody and he's he's amazing shout out to Ali Gorelick <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> the Gorelick family Rev Daniel has the weather been cooperative have uh, the activities been curtailed for the most some part, camps yeah. are complaining about this summer with the amount of rain that there's been but thank god everything's been uh, listen we're, we're, we're doing Hashem's work here so Hashem can run the world however he wants we're just doing our best to play I said to Rev Judah before you must have some deal with him because every time you need good weather it seems you get it especially for our for our theme days and our activities our right. like our, our you know, pirate night wild west night we need all these things uh, well now we're post nachamu there must be some cool stuff coming up right and can't pass even pre nachamu right that's right even during the nine days yeah yeah but, you, sure. but it's never it's never unusual to walk into Camp Hask and see and see a lot of dress up, right? A lot of different people dressed up in a lot of different types of costumes. It, it's unusual if you show up and no one's in <laughs> costume. Know, That's God. unusual. I remember superhero day was like, you know, I yeah. felt like I was being surrounded by all, all these amazing people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but there are a lot really, of superheroes really, in yeah, Hask. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's all, sure. all the councils are superheroes. I think everybody. Well, I take this opportunity to wish both of you continued success. You're doing I mean. so many important things for our campers, and it's much appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for so being much. here. The Eisenbergs of Daniel and Nava here at Camp Pass. Thank you both very, very much. Thank you so, so Thank much. You. More coming up here at the JM and the AM. We're staying here? We are getting a song. Uh, and I want to thank Miriam Wallach. Producer number one in very, very difficult circumstances. She's trying to schmooze with 35 people and produce a show at the same time, which is impossible practically. By the way, I'm saying that as a compliment. I know. I know I normally it's not. That's very nice of you. Normally want, it's not. I want you to know something. I just joke with somebody that doing a show at Hask is a bit of a contact sport because yes. there's a lot of physical activity. Oh God. But Nachum, what you didn't know is that we had a moment here we've never had. Uh, 
So this is now the third thing that happened today that's never happened before. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a praying mantis because I'm not an entomologist. <laughs> and I don't remember if it's entomology or etymology. One is the study of insects. The other one, the other one is the study of words. Right. But either way, it was on your back. And I had to figure out a way to smack it off of you without smacking so, you in the middle of an interview. So, when so that's I a new level of So skill. when I looked strangely, the guests uh, mouthed me bug. No, no, no. I said bug for a bug? No, no it wasn't just no, a bug. No, that wasn't a bug. This that was, was a serious cat skills. Uh, that thing needed a leash. <laughs> that was a big, big boy. Yeah. So oh. all of a sudden, poor Batya was trying to get off. I'm like, no, 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 sweetie. I got, this is, <laughs> Leave this to me. This is not for amateurs. So that's a new one. We had campers trying uh. to hug you. Good, good. And we had a couple of other interests. We had two goats well, on the loose. The, 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 uh, I said goats. You heard me say goats? I heard you say goats. We're not going. You know what? We're going to start with Dr. Jonath only because I'm taking oh, up right. your break time. Here we go. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just we'll finish our conversation. Dr. Jonathan will make himself comfortable. It's fine. The last time I saw Dr. Donath. One minute. So you're cutting my mic or are you keeping me on? That's up to you. Okay. The last time I he saw. He needs a mic. Oh. The yeah. last time I saw Dr. Jonathan Donath was at the uh, NCSY. Somebody's doing a radio show here. Was at the NCSY Shabbaton. We had a long talk about this incredible craziness of the Jewish world. That they're so dedicated to philanthropy, they're so focused on helping causes, they're willing to do so on a daily basis. I don't know if any other community, now I'm not joking at all, I don't know if any other community could get the response to daily giving that you've gotten from the Jewish community. People, and by the way, we've discussed it regarding the Pillar Society here also. People have this incredible, I don't know what our parents and grandparents did, many of them who had no money, by the way. I don't know what our parents and grandparents did to instill in all of us this desire to help on a regular basis. And welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was. You a ever heck think of about that? By the way, I do think about that because it's crazy. It's so unique to us. Every every week, I have a Mikamka moment. Right. Right. Like where it's like, wow. Whether it's one of, a new organization coming to us to apply, and you're like, I never heard of this organization. This is incredible. Or, or just what you see of the existing organizations, what, what the impact they're having and how they help. There's literally some organization to help every Jew in every different way. There's no, there's no, yeah. there's and no And next week there'll be even more. There will be. You ever see those lists of gamachs in different magazines? The, next, the following week there's even more creative stuff going on, which is so crazy. Um, all right, here's the concept. A dollar a day is all you ask that everyone uh, partner with you, a dollar a day. Um, and everyone together, because now you're in the thousands of people per day, or maybe even more than that, you'll tell us, uh, all that together on a daily basis supports amazing Jewish causes around the world. So what are we up to? What are we, what are we, where are we now? It's kind of fun that uh, I'm coming here today because yesterday we hit over $15,000 a day. That means 15,000 people. Fifth, well, some people, well, you know what 91 I mean. give a dollar okay. a day, but some people give for everyone in their family. Right. right? So, yes, 15,000 people from 39 countries giving a dollar of tzedakah together. That's the key together. The best part of this is the octus that we're creating, right? And what's a dollar? But when you come together, we're giving out just about 5.5 million a year now. And daily giving doesn't take a penny. A hundred cents of your dollar goes to the Tzedakah organizations, like Camp Ash. Two important concepts, daily and giving. <laughs> Two be important concepts together. I, like see, that, I see huh? all the time. Can you I, see my I, facial I know, expression? I know I'm a genius when it comes to explaining these things. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Nachum Siegel. Daily. And giving, oh, yeah. that it's happening every single day, 
and that people are giving so generously. And it is remarkable. And uh, give the website, the way people do it, so more people could join in. Sure, it's dailygiving.org. And it takes Simple as less that. than 60 seconds to sign up. And you're guaranteed a mitzvah every single day. You set it and forget it. You wake up every morning, it's one nothing you. Uh, you've also... Uh, it's one nothing. <laughs> you've <laughs> also... Like it's like the guy who it's says... It's better than daily It's like the guy who says, you know, make sure to make your bed every day, so at least you know you did one task. <laughs> the same thing. Here you do an act of snuckage by waking up. That's what I say when I go to shul and I collect the chumashim. I'm like, that's it. It's my one good day. I can go back to being me now. That's right. Exactly. Um, so... No, no, I'm distracting myself. Uh, so, if people go to the website, they can, and you have encouraged people, two things I want to say. Number one, you've encouraged people, it doesn't have to be limited to a dollar a day. They're even allowed to go to two or three dollars a day. Yeah, a lot of people love to give for their family. It's an amazing way to teach your children right, about Sadaka. Right, family member. Because you don't tell your kids about the, you know, multiple thousand dollar and checks you write, but a dollar a day, yeah. you can tell them. And I don't want to harp on this, because you and I know that, that I'm not always, I'm not always, um a big fan of the whole heebie-jeebie thing, but the number of stories you have told of people who made a commitment to daily giving and then had their prayers answered, a shidduch, refuah shlema, etc. I mean, you've given a million examples. Again, I don't want to make a big deal about this because everyone has their own personal rabbinic guidance on these issues of what they should do when they're in a difficult situation, but it is remarkable that you've seen so many stories of people who dafka joined in for a specific cause and that thing came true, so... It's, it's really amazing what you see, you know, that tzedakah is shmirah and protection and tzedakah tatsamimavas, as it says, and, and to see but it. it's proactive To see also. it, right, to see, like, people say, I want to give for this, and then that coming right. true. And, it's you crazy. Know, it's crazy. Right. So we're not saying to everybody, if you want a shidduch, give to daily giving, but you will say <laughs> that you know people who wanted a shidduch made this commitment, and all of a sudden, some crazy way, they met their satan or kalah. So. Many, many times. Yeah, so. Anyway. And we give to over 75 different organizations. Right. I think that's the other reason why we're successful, that you know, or, you know, executive directors of all these organizations said, you know, Jonathan, when you came up with this idea, we thought it was going to be a big fail. We're, like, they tell me now. They tell me. And, uh, that's they said, nice to hear. They said, they said we were wrong. They said, they you were right, we were wrong. We they thought said, it was a bubble. <laughs> they said, we tried this. Every organization, we're like, we tried it. it get all our donors just give 30 bucks a month, and that would be it. We, we'd be set. Our whole budget would be set. And they said, it just failed. It doesn't work that way. But Isn't it funny? Because no. these we days. give Especially every these day days. to a right. different organization, and you get a different mitzvah every day. I think that's whatever that, and Hashem wanted it to be successful. Here we are. No, right. it's the, um, it's, I mean, it's the dollar. And I have to assume that Hask is also supported through Daily Giving. Hask has gotten over $200,000 from Daily Giving, along with over 70 other organizations. Wow. And there's a booth here today. For Daily Giving? Oh, so they don't meet announce. Well, my audience, they should go Your to Daily Giving. Your audience is in here Right, they should go to They're Daily Giving. listening Our to Our audience should go to dailygiving.org, but right. if someone's actually here, they can sign up literally on the spot. Well, continued success, Dr. Jonathan Donath, Daily Giving. He's the founder, and they continue to go very, very strong. Thank, Thank you so much for not coming, Miriam. A pleasure. More coming up. Are we now going to a uh, selection? More coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. Oh, 
Oi batuiro, vem mole batuiro, achei mi 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 chegou dal batuiro. Oi 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 vem mole batuiro, achei mi 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 chegou dal batuiro. Oi batuiro, vem mole batuiro, achei mi 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 chegou dal batuiro. Ruach, 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 Ruach,
Shlomo Semcha with that one. David Lowy before that. And you're in a hour number three of JMNAM for a Monday morning broadcast. We're up at Cab Hask, experiencing Hask Experience Day. 
with Ephraim and Julie Popel. It says here 20 plus years at camp. Reference to Shuli? 21. 21. 27. When they said 20 plus, they meant it. That's one big plus. That's a big plus. We so, figure it out every year. So who's the teacher in. and who's the backroom nurse? Nurse. Julie. I'm the nurse. Teacher. Are you excited about the new medical center going up? Oh, yeah. We're hoping that everything is organized and neat and clean and we have space for everybody and everyone. Because when you come in the back room during our uh, yeah, you've fun got, times. You've got one of the most really challenging parts of camp to deal with, Thank right? Um, you know, it's funny. In, in regular summer camps, they always joke that the most important building in camp is the dining room. And that might be the case here also. I would say so. But <laughs> in Hask, you're running a close second. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> we are... We're, we are like the foundation to make the parents feel very comfortable that they're able to send their kids and not have to worry about any medical issues. What's that like, by the way, pre-camp? I would assume somebody has to be in touch with parents pre-camp in well, terms of all this. The head nurses, Essie and Alyssa, are great. They spend a lot of time and they coordinate on the phone that with whole everyone. Thing? And then we come in early, about a week early, and we work and work and work all day and all night and get everything organized for only eight weeks, but... We were joking earlier about the security staff who generally in a regular camp would be very, very suspicious if they saw someone on camp at 3 a.m. Here, of course, they have to cut a little slack to the camp <laughs> because right. they could be wandering around. How often are you taking a 3 a.m. shift? I usually don't. We finish, <laughs> like, close to 10, but every once in a while. Are there middle-of-the-night <laughs> things uh, that you have to deal with? Head nurses are on the run. Right, I would they imagine. They have their little emergency phones. And and that's it. And if someone needs you 24 hours, yeah. seven days a week, you, you're going to respond. Even non-emergencies, but right. yes. Yeah, that's we, the we thing about help. camp, right? Even non-emergencies. But I get that. Look, counselors are in a challenging situation. They Counselors don't know. Awesome. You, you know. It's like people at home, you know, when do I call hot solo? Don't I call hot solo? The whole thing, that, that that debate that goes on for 30 minutes in a house. That debate's going on in bunks about contacting the infirmary. We you know? tell the counselors to call for everything. Right. It's be it's better. <laughs> yeah, obviously it's better safe than sorry. And then sorry. we try to educate them so that they're not calling in for nothing. But they're no, amazing. No, I get that. They're wonderful. The mothers and the fathers of camp. <laughs> See, it's funny because it, there's so many people here that are so, I don't want to say on edge, but are so focused. You know when someone's all in and focused on their job? You know, it's like yeah, you have to be paying, it's like an umpire. You have to be paying constant attention to what's going on. And the counselors are in that type of situation when it comes to there the health of their eyes. campers. There are eyes. They tell us everything. They know their campers better than us. Yeah, I would <laughs> imagine sure. so at this They're point. They're wonderful. Um, and and uh, Ephraim here is a teacher. Started as a counselor in wow. 1995 for three summers, three greatest summers of my life. And uh, it was a natural progression. I went to do school, got a degree in special education, offered a position the next summer, and been here ever since. He married yeah. Hask first. Then he married <laughs> right. me. That yeah. was in the when I, when I refer to JM name, I, I don't say first wife. I say first love. Because <laughs> <That's laughs> this way we make sure everything's in the right category. We were married for eight weeks when we came here. Wow. Yeah. Um, so one second. The um, Not everyone understands this, I, mean, I would assume, since I don't. And there are a lot of people listening who are getting this for the first time. There is a formal education program. Remember, most summer camps don't have That's correct. a for, you know the, the formal uh, education. The regular camp might be a couple of shiurim right. each day or bar mitzvah right. lessons. Right. 
you're doing a real academic program. Yeah, so Tell them what the t-shirt says. So, right, <laughs> ac academics, the reason you hate Sundays, um, <laughs> because Sundays sometimes tend to be a little fun, but not so structured. We have 20 plus classrooms of students with special needs in different levels and areas and ages, and working on individualized educational plan goals throughout the day, including swimming and lunch and gym, but reading and math and writing and walking and, and fine motor skills, going back to the bunk work and folding and sorting and washing hands with counselors so that they can carry over those skills. And the counselors walk in as 19-year-old, the first year back from yeshiva and seminary, and by the fourth day, they're teaching reading groups and math groups. And I can stop, just look around. There are 35 people in the room and everybody is working when they can't get their kids' attention span for more than a couple of minutes. It's a beautiful I thing I like to, to watch say. them in action. It's really cool. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing to say. So academics is not as bad as some people think. That's correct. Academics is a... Even during the summer. Yeah, it's a structured, amazing program. The counselors feel like then they learn how to, when they work with a teacher who's a special education teacher and a professional. Do you remember this experience as a counselor? Yes, as a counselor, I have fond memories of my teachers, Maura Panina and Maura Ed, who is here for many summers, and in touch with them over as the years. As a counselor, you were a teacher. <laughs> and then my last yeah, summer... Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but yeah. still, you know, the, these are the mentors these that you're mentors. now emulating, right, yeah, essentially. Correct. And it's really... It's great to teach the counselors how to work with their kids and give and see the growth and development, both for the campers as well as the counselors over the course of the summer. Now, I love that have the qualifications changed in the last 25 years? No. Or, a master's degree in special education. And that's is it. Good. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to yeah, minimize. Right, I'm yeah. just saying that yeah. we're not at a point people think in 2023 the standards of the state and the standards when it comes to special needs has gone so well, so much higher in different areas. I, but here, I would just say that the standard of the kids have changed. Like, at, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, the campers were generally more verbal, higher functioning. Now we're dealing with a more specialized autism um, kids and kids with autism and, and other disabilities that are more challenging. And the teachers step up to the challenge and those counselors step up to the challenges. Coming in the same year with no experience, learning a little bit of orientation and then just jumping in. So you are seeing many different types of situations than the teachers did a quarter of a century ago. That's right, absolutely. A lot of different situa a lot and, of situations. And more, and more specialized also. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For, you know, first everything, like being able to focus and being able to work and being able to you know, participate even for short periods of time, but working in the bunk and folding and sorting, a lot of hand over hand. Is there a lot of preparation for this? Are you spending time in the winter you know, focused on I, this program? I spend, yeah, I spend about two or three months preparing for my class once I get my list and uh, preparing constantly through the summer to meet the needs as the kids. You must be doing a lot of adjustments the first week. A lot of, that's the secret. Never think you have it set right. until uh, you start and then you see that you have to adjust off and a good teacher. A lot of repeat campers now or not? Yeah, oh yeah. This summer was a new bunch, but I've had generally over the years five or ten years of students in a row and you get to see parents at parent-teacher conferences who come and they wait all year to ask questions. I, I want to know what you think about this medicine or what this therapy and it really they is very touching. They are contacted during the year also. That's right. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a 12-month thing. Well, you're both on the front lines in different areas of camp, right. but you're on the front lines of what's going on here at Camp Pass. Our thanks to uh, Ephraim and Julie Popel, veterans here. Thank God. In, and our kids all work here also. It's amazing. That must be a great feeling. It There's is one a great of them. feeling. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, the they're, emu they're emulating their own mentors that they grew up with. We We're tried. very lucky. Thank we you really both very, very much. Here. And continued success this summer. More coming up on a uh, Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It's time to select a song, right? <laughs> Let's do some song selection. You know what? I'm going to go back to Joey Newcomb. After all, he is headlining here today with Baruch Levine. We'll go back to one of his great selections here on a uh, 
Sunday, but really a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Sometimes I look in someone else's life And I wonder why can't that be me Sometimes I look in someone else's life And I wish I had the things I see You know what I say? I tell you why I let You have a meant for you. I tell you why I let The way you thinking ain't the truth. Sometimes I look in someone else's life And I wonder why can't that be me Sometimes I look in someone else's life And I wish I had the things I see But I say The things you have are meant for you. I tell you why, The way you think it ain't the truth. Done by Joey Newcomb, who, by the way, later today here at Hask on a Sunday is going to be a centerpiece of the concert experience with Baruch Levine and company here at JM. Well, not at JMN, but here at Camp Hask. It is Experience Day. You're listening to a Monday morning broadcast. Naomi and Yassi Wargon are with us. Their son is in camp. That's Gavriel. And they be- they both met and worked here in Camp Hask. Uh, yet another uh, couple that we are speaking to this morning who worked in this amazing place. Naomi and Yossi, welcome to the show. Thank Hi, you. Thank you. Thank you. How's Gabriel us. doing? He's having a great time. Great summer. The best summer ever. How many summers has he been here? This is his third. Nice. And uh, <laughs> and what is the um, what is the uh, impression of parents of a Hask camper who, who worked in Camp Hask who are seeing all these people come, thousands, to enjoy a day like today? 
I think it's so nice to see so many people that want to give, want to give back, and just appreciate what everything what Camp Pass does. Because we know we we appreciate it from a personal perspective, and it's nice to see everyone else, you know, appreciating it as well. What was your role in Hask years ago? I was a counselor for two summers. And an experience that you look back at with what fondness, with uh, interesting memories. Tell me. It's a uh, fondness. It was fun. Still close with some of my co-counselors and. Uh, Still close with the girl that I met there that I'm still married to. <laughs> we don't know what number couple from Hask you guys are, do we? No. <laughs> they lost track, I think, in this camp of those numbers. Naomi, what do you remember of your, aside from your husband, what do you remember about your Camp Hask experience? Um, it was incredible. I got to, I worked in a therapy building, so oh, wow. I got to meet all the campers, and it was just unbelievable watching how much growth they made over the summer. And the connection between the counselors and the campers is, I mean, we are just so incredibly grateful knowing what it's like and how the, like the bond between these counselors and campers is just incredible. Does Gavriel have a therapy regimen here? Yeah, he gets OT, PT, speech. Um, I'm actually very close with his speech therapist, which is amazing. We just we get videos, we get pictures all day long, and he's just he's having the most incredible summer. And there's and an added value to pictures and videos from here. We've been discussing that this morning because for some reason, which you could probably elaborate on, it seems that uh, the youngsters here at Hask achieve benchmarks and goals in their therapy sessions that they may not necessarily get or get to as quickly back in city life. What is, what do you think that's all about? Honestly, I think that it's just so natural. I think that they're having the best time and it's school, quote unquote, but they're, they're just having fun. And I think it just comes naturally, this incredible, like these growth spurts in terms of their, their I mean, he's just, he's so happy. Like everybody around you is like, you know, you're, just rooting you on the whole time. All these campers have, you have a lot of fans here. Yeah, right? they, it's amazing. I mean, he walks a, he walks around camp with a posse at all times. So he's becoming one of those legendary campers. You know, you know, you know the, he's the, the type. Mayor. He's I'm the sure mayor. both of you had those 10, 20 year campers that were yeah. considered legendary during your turn. He's becoming one of them already. Right. He, he walks up and down the road waving. I mean, this is his <laughs> oasis. He loves being outside, and it's just. He is there a, at home. It's incredible. Is there a specific video from this summer that you remember with, with great fondness? Was there anything that really <laughs> caught your attention? I know all of them are great, but was there something he achieved that I mean, really honestly, got to you? Honestly, I think what's like so beautiful to see is, I mean, during the year he goes to public school, and to see him like immersed in Yiddishkeit and the videos of oh, him dancing, cool. and we get like you know his um, one of his. One of, not his counselor, but another counselor um, texted me last summer. And at the end of the summer after camp, he said, you know, this is the first Shabbos that I'm not going to be able to dive in next to your son. Talk about uh, the advantages of the summer. Because we were talking earlier about summer versus school and how important. I mean, he goes he goes to Minion. He's, no, no, I, I get that. <laughs> it's in it's incredible. Like he can't go to shul during the year because he's too disrupt. I mean, Rabbi Goldsberg spoke about that. He wrote an article right. about the most disruptive. How, how disruptive the, decor, the Minion. Yeah, right. the decorum in the shul here. So. Leaves a little to be desired, huh? Yeah, but but <laughs> but it's incredible that he's able to experience it and be a part of it. So.
No, because earlier we were talking about the typical argument about school versus camp and how important the summer is, no matter where you fall in that discussion. But this is yet an ad additional reason that you're pointing out that I never even considered, that those who are part of the public school program during the year uh, get this immersive Jewish experience. That's so amazing. I mean, he'll be part of the concert today. He'll be he'll be one of those kids jumping up and down, you know. Yeah. He loves it. He loves the music. He loves the dancing. He loves the, the enjoyment of camp. It's There's nothing like it. Phenomenal. Well, Naomi and Yossi, a pleasure meeting you both. Gavriel, I hope you enjoyed your experience on the air. Say bye. He seems, he seems to be pretty into it, I must say. <laughs> He's happy. He's Thanks so much happy. for joining us here today. Thank you so much Thank for having you us. So Enjoy Hask Experience Day. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. And we are at the, oh, we're in the final minutes already. We're getting toward the, uh, we're running a very tight ship here. Thank you, Miriam Alwalek. And later on today, the wonderful concert will be taking place with Joey Newcomb and Baruch Levine. Those of you who have not yet joined Pillars, it's pillars.camphass.org, pillars.camphass.org. Make sure to give and be as generous as possible, certainly on a monthly basis. Okay, what do we got there, Miriam Wallach? Aside from meeting Bennett Schachter, what do we got? There we go. Yes, now I see Bennett Schachter. Now I can leave. Now I can go. You know who he is. He's Jonah's dad. Just have to say. That's it. That's the most important thing. We have well, two to me, he's always going to be Bennett. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Okay, no. I mean, there's, you know, but now he's, he's, he's got to come back. But I have to leave in 15 minutes. The, you should know, by the way. That'll change his day. Yeah. Now, hello. You should know, by the way. That um, we have two more guests about to. We have one more guest about to join us, and then of course, Rob Judah is going to close out the show with us. Of course, but um, where's my paper? By the way, might I trouble you for that? How's the Lower East Side treating you? We're going to talk about the Lower East Side in one second. Absolutely, we always talk about the Lower East Side. But um, but we have we have one more guest, and then we're going to bring back Rob Judah. But Nachum, I got to tell you, we've done shows from here before. Right, we've done shows from here before. We've had great guests on. We've had great crowds. There seems to me to be a different flavor here today. Well, first of all, large number of people. I'm surprised by how big this crowd is, yeah. especially in 58 degree weather to open things up. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, that has not kept people away, and it's really an amazing vibe up here at Camp Hass. If you look to your right, if you look to your right, yes, no, a little bit further to your right. Okay, there's a simply sushi cafe truck. That claims to be the tastiest and freshest sushi. That's quite a claim. It's, i got to tell you something. It's there my favorite a, truck. Oh, is it your favorite truck? <laughs> yeah, because it's got the Simply Sushi on board. And I will be honest with you, it really is that great. There is a There are a lot of people who claim to have the best sushi. It's like a disease in the Jewish world. I was just talking to somebody from Muncie the other day. They said, oh, our place has the absolute best. And I'm like, really? There could be that much of a difference when it comes to the quality of sushi? And apparently so, because Simply Sushi... Sushi Cafe is the tastiest and freshest sushi. With that in mind, the owner of Simply Sushi is Chaim Goldman, and he's here to enjoy the Camp Hask Experience Day. Good morning. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. So what do you think of those who claim that they have the freshest and tastiest sushi? Well, I, I respect their claim, but uh, the truth <laughs> is the truth. <laughs> the proof well, is you're in the Well, you're ready to slap it on the side of your truck. That's how sure you are about I'm it. I'm very sure of it. You have been at this for a long, long time. You have turned your business into such a staple 
in the Jewish community. When was the first time that you opened your first Simply 18 years. It's <gasps> unbelievable. No. It's high. That is a long to, to to succeed in the food business in the Jewish world for 18 years is unfathomable. Yeah. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank and, you. and your role here today, I'm assuming, is to roll some great sushi for everybody. We brought some great sushi here today. We have a, a nice variety for everyone here at Hask. I love Hask. It's one of my favorite places. Um, so yeah, we brought a lot of stuff. We have wraps also. We have some salads. We brought some coffee. And one of the things I'm offering this summer upstate, and I don't know anyone on the East Coast who's offering is we have kosher boba. No. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, no I have kosher boba, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Well, it's, I'm uh, sure at, at 9.05 you'll find out what kosher boba is. <laughs> All right. How many locations are you in now? Because every time I walk oh, into a supermarket, man. it seems it's your name that's that's there in their sushi department. So the truth is, I had really have to sit here and count. But it's, it's, it's around how that? many? 16? I have sixteen hashgachas. So I, I'm assuming I'm at least sixteen. Is that enough different for the places. Jewish world? Sixteen hashgachas. I know that's enough. You think one might suffice, right? You would think, but every community has their own requirements. So I, I keep track of my hashgachas. I don't keep track of my stores. But could you already be in 15, 20 places? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar Which is remarkable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and by the way, what's the trend now? Because I noticed with you guys, everyone's making different things. And boba. I, I, so, I don't know bo what that is. Boba is a tea, really. It's a, the it's bubble a, tea. It, it's a bubble tea. The bubble tea, the bubble flavored tapioca right. pearls. Um, so kosher-wise, there was a guy on the West Coast who had it. Um, and then I, I found something, and I started doing it here this summer, and it's been super successful. So Baruch Hashem, and the boba's taken off up here in Monticello. I guess that's the trend then. Uh, in the sushi world, I have something new this summer that I, I haven't seen anyone do yet in the kosher world. It's the sushi hot dog. Oh, oh I only saw it on Instagram. I tell you, I saw it on Instagram, and I said I'm going to make my own. And? And I had it. It was so unbelievably phenomenal. Oh. I modified it a little bit. It, and no one knows about it. I've taken out ads. And we have like 12,500 Instagram followers. We have a big right. Instagram following. And I put it on Instagram. I don't know. It still hasn't hit yet, but I think it will hit. And once it hits, it's, it's going to go. Well, I'm stopping at you for dinner tonight. Oh, please. So I'm going to make you, we're I'm make you a hot dog. dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting that dog. Get the dog. Get you the know what I dog. like? I like the sushi burritos that people make. Do you make those burritos? Uh, of course. Yeah, I love sure. those. Those are really good. A little duck yeah. sauce. Not duck sauce. Duck What's sauce. that sauce? Eel sauce. No. Eel sauce. Yes, no, the, the red sauce. The spicy red sauce. Sriracha. You is do not the like sriracha. The one that looks like duck sauce is called what? There's nothing that There's looks like There's a sushi sauce okay. that they have. It's I think sushi. that's Chinese. I don't think that's... Think oh, that could be. That could be. That could be a Chinese sauce. I think this show has fallen off the rails. No, no not at all. <laughs> Why would you say that? No. So everybody, everybody look uh, for Simply Sushi. According to the people at Hask, you're an all-around great guy. That's something that we knew. Yes. But apparently your generosity up here is very much appreciated. That's, that, that's your bio on our they sheet. They said all-around all great, great guy. guy. <laughs> okay, so nice. we'll put it on an all-around great guy. Uh, so where are you located in the mountains, just so that people know? Monticello, Monticello you said. New York, 343 Amazing. East Broadway, 845-791-9191. Separate location, no supermarket? or This is not a, this, this wow. is my first store ever. A standalone. A standalone, and it's a full cafe. Personal um, pizzas, 12-foot uh, uh, salad bar. Open have, till what time? We're open every night till 10, Thursdays till 11. And I have I have some great, amazing starters. If you come by tonight, you have to check out the I'm New Orleans fries. You have to check out the mozzarella sticks. I have a Moz basket that sells like wildfire. And of course we have the boba and the sushi of all my stores. This is my favorite. Seating area? Seating area outside, 90 plus seats. Phenomenal. 
I'm telling you right now, Chaim, I'm coming for dinner. Chaim, as the expression goes, I'm glad I ratted to you. <laughs> you know, Nachum, I lived under you for eight and a half years. Eight oh, right. years? We did do this last L-201, year. L201, L201, right? And I know I'm not going to say uh, real one. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when Nachum drops his shoes? No, no, every morning when Nachum gets up at 5 o'clock, I get up at 5 o'clock. Oh. So I know Nachum well. I know your schedule well. And he's a great guy. He was a great neighbor. Did you really hear me between 4 and 5 in the morning? I Not not very often, but occasionally we I, I hear feel you. terrible. No. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> thank you, Chaim. So, all right, thank you, were you right, so much. You were right, Rib Judy. He's an all-around good guy. You were right, Rib Judy. <laughs> all right, no, thank you, Chaim. You. Last chance. Shkaya, uh, Chaim, thank you so much. Rib Judy, you were right. He's an all-around good guy. You were right. All-around good dude. It says this is LinkedIn. It's... Uh, it's a, it's a oh, heart in the shape funny. of a man. It's a heart. Wow. 26. Did you hear that? Am I, Lamed Vav or he just, he just. Lamed Vav? Not but anymore. I thought, one second, Rib Jude, I'm confused. Chaim Goldman just said that you're one of the Lamed Vav Knicks. But I thought that our tradition tells us that we don't know who the Lamed Vav Knicks are. are you, someone once asked Rabbi Arya Levine, yeah. the great Tzadik Vishalayim, sure. if he's one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. And yeah. he says, sometimes. And so are you. So are you. So uh, I sometimes sneak into the top 36. Every one of us. <laughs> we all every sneak one in. of us is a little bit of love above Thank you so much. I know, but I'm talking about us here, Miriam L. Wallach. <laughs> I'm saying so there's four specific people who are standing here as well as Shira Strauss and Bacha Bosa. I know, but we, I, I, I am a fraction of, I know what love above looks look like. And you only know it when you see it, then you experience it. Now, I experienced it here in Hask. I experienced it with you. He's uh, piling it on. Oh my gosh. I don't mean to pile it on. He knows it's from the heart. Uh, I mean it. And we know it's from it's the so heart. True. I meet kids from all over the place in all my stores. And you mentioned the name of Judah. And, man, he has touched their hearts. Uh, okay. Thank you, Chaim. Okay. I just don't want to embarrass him further, but thank okay. you. <laughs> I, just okay. I can't do that to Rib Judah. As simple as that. August 6th. With you, baby. Now, what is, is that a Hask thing that he's saying August 6th, or is that a personal matter? Uh, that's a, personal that's matter? a Second Amendment issue uh, that he and I are taking care of together. No I just want to make a I Second just, Amendment issue. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure it's nothing that we as an audience need to know about because I was told this coming Thursday a big day at Hask. Oh, that's the true. That's true. Seriously, you heard that story? Yeah. Well, first of all, Wednesday every day is a big day. Right, campus. that I get. But Wednesday I, but, is Thank You Hashem Day. <laughs> That's great. Right, so Hashem, Hashem is Wednesday, and then the government Hashem, officials are Thursday. Thank you, Hashem. Takeover. And then Thursday, we're having our first, should I say annual? Why not? The first ever legislative uh, brunch. Legislative caucusing roundtable working brunch with congressmen and senators and uh, state officials, elected officials who are coming here to help uh, move the mission forward. Yeah. Well, you've had good luck, and obviously it's all from the one above, with government officials recognizing the importance of supporting hands. But they've got to do more. Uh, we do more. Have, everybody has to do more. Right. But uh, we live in a very, that's funny to say we, the, the, the United States is a very benevolent government. It's a umash al chesed. Like Ramosha said, it's a, right. it's, a, it's a nation that is founded on, on principles of generosity yeah. and kindness and, uh, and goodness and uh, democracy and all sorts of good stuff. And, uh, uh, and, and they're wonderful, and uh, we're very lucky to be here, hosted by the United States of America at this stage in our redemptive process. And, uh, yeah. And that means also the New York State. Yeah. Listen, and it, 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 the we, city of Parksville. Yes. Now, the truth is, it's, it's, really, it's really Sullivan County, meaning right. we have a fraction of, 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 of our, a portion of our campers are from New York State, and New York State, there are reimbursements and there is aid for people, but 
anybody who's from another state. We have kids from, we have kids this summer from 17 states in the Union and six countries besides America. Europe so, and okay. Israel. And there is 0, 0.0, 0 uh, that, 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 you know, it's all, then it's all tzedakah and chesed and the benevolence of our partners and community. So we, uh, we, we, we have a plan to try to create uh, an opportunity to give back a little bit to Sullivan County also and to create facility that would be to the benefit of the local population during the year. Well, I'd have to and imagine also, that just some of the jobs. No, in besides the jobs, that's great. That's great, but but I'm talking like real therapeutic services for people in the in the community with developmental disabilities and with autism and with handi physical handicaps, to create part of our campus that will be able to to serve the community, to be able to have a real giving circle, to have a mutually beneficial uh, situation where we'll okay, be able to provide so whoever whoever services. thought of this, because Sullivan County right now is the second to last in the New York State in terms of the services that are provided for people with special needs. And our job as Klal Yisrael is not just to provide for Klal Yisrael, but our job is to be a light into the nations and to be a lighthouse and to be a beacon. Whoever thought of this, our goal. whoever thought of this, ingenious. Well, Absolutely it's also, it's ingenious. And it's true and it's real. And, the, and, and, and in the Jewish nation, our job and our purpose in the world is to serve. And it's to Absolutely build, it's to ingenious. It's to build the world and to serve the world, that's for sure. Absolutely incredible. That is an absolutely genius To bring the campus experience outside of Parksville, to open our gates and let the lessons learned and the achrayas, the responsibility, uh, carry over for our staff and our families and for anybody. Two minutes to go. We had an amazing conversation earlier with the people that uh, are responsible for the Pillar Society, you may recall. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> no, there's a lot happening. Go ahead. Your mic's off. Go ahead. Your mic's off. Say whatever you want. Go right ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me know when I can raise his microphone. <laughs> all right. I just need someone to greet them. That's all. Okay. So, no, <laughs> we had an earlier, one second, we have two minutes left. We had an earlier conversation with the backbone of the Pillar Society. Oh, yes. Two gentlemen working very hard to do this. A lot of people coming here today that are just shepping nachas from their investment in being such supporters of Hass. A lot of people in this audience who have become members, a lot of people in this audience who are hearing about it this morning and thinking about it. Just one last pitch that I will give to everybody out there. It is an amazing way to, on a regular basis, support the work that you've been describing to us for the last three hours. Everybody should go to pillars.camphass.org, pillars.camphass.org. And a big thank you, Rib Judah, to those who've already come through for you. Thank you so much. The return on investment, the ROI on being a part of what's happening here at Camp Ask is well beyond the therapeutic and medical and social, spiritual and physical needs of our campers and their families. It also affects a generation of staff. There are over 600 staff members here, many of whom are between the ages of 16 and 21, who are at an impressionable age. We're dedicating themselves real service to Kalal Yisrael. Investing in us is investing in them. It's investing in the ecosystem called the Jewish community. And uh, we are primed and ready to grow, to serve, to give, to build, and Amir Hashem. I'd be as Goel to do our very, very best to activate Ahavas Israel and bring the Mashiach closer. Is your photographer around? 
Where's the official photographer? Someone, yeah. gra someone grab a phone. Someone grab a phone and take a picture. Here we go. The official presentation to Rebjuda Michelle of a pair. That's right, a set of Nahum Siegel Network mugs to enjoy both here in Cabask and at his home in the Holy Land. Because we need a lot of coffee. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebjuda. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored W. And listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NalcolmSingle.com, on the NalcolmSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Miriam L. Wallach, I thank you. An amazing effort. Thank you for all your help. We had some incredible guests and some wonderful conversations this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm happy I was here to do it. We look forward to next year. Please God. Amen. That'll be nice. I thank this amazing audience and remind you, pillars.campass.org. Oh, big thank you, Batya. Where's Batya? Where's Batya? Where's Batya? Big, big Batya's thank you, Batya. Batya's the beneath my wings. Big, Batya big is. thank you, Batya. Thank you, thank Batya you, thank you. Batya and I are a great team. She's always nice. I'm never nice. It's perfect. Uh, and that, and that, Batya, thank you. Batya, thank you for all your help. Thank you very much. She's like, please don't put me on. Please don't put me on. So we thank you. Have a phenomenal Monday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.